0: We we're just talking about uh, waking up, yeah, and uh-huh. uh, getting into uh, conspiracy theories, and uh, you know, I guess uh, unorthodoxy as far as not even just in the sup in the south, but in the mainstream culture as well, right? And uh, talking about how twenty sixteen was sort of a catalyst for, uh, I guess, to exacerbate like like a lot of people like waking up even further, right? You know, it became exponential. So what got you initially uh, into conspiracies or being a a skeptic in general?
1: I've always been kind of rebellious. You know, um, growing up, my dad turned me on to punk rock at a very young age. So I really, like, identified with that rebellious nature of uh, question authority, Mm. you know, speak truth to power, stuff like that. And uh, um, 9-11 happened when I had just turned 11 years old. Um, And at the time, you know, I don't... I don't remember saying, what, this isn't right or something, you know, right. I, the one thing that I do remember, I still remember this and I don't, I don't think I've spoken to anyone who remembers this. I, on the day of, you know, they were playing out on all of, all the TVs. I was in school at the time, but, uh, every TV had the, had that footage going over and over again. And the little crawl at the bottom uh, of the screen, you know, it's like, who could have done this? Who could have done this? And I remember specifically that the Canadian government was one of the first suspects, and in retrospect, I'm like, that's so fucking weird. How could anybody, like, why, why was that even? Right. And, and uh, I, I didn't really think about that as significant until years later. And then um, a few years after that, you know, uh, the Zeitgeist movies started coming out. Um, Loose Change, the 9-11 documentary. Stuff like that was always, I always found stuff like that interesting. And, um, I mean, even before that in elementary school, uh, I was always into Bigfoot, uh, Roswell...
0: Lock. A lot of people tend to not want to think about the uh, well, it's a cryptozoology, mm-hmm. aliens, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, things like that. They they don't want to think of that as conspiratorial because these, these theories have been around now for like more than two generations. Right. So they've had time to sort of uh, permeate into mainstream consciousness mm-hmm. and mainstream culture. Right. But normally, yeah, that's normally kids' first... Uh, things are like aliens and Sasquatch yeah things I, this nature? I think Bigfoot
1: was the first I remember being obsessed with the um is it the Patterson Gimlin video the yeah, yeah. the original you know swinging arms Bigfoot looking over his shoulder and uh I just I remember being fascinated with that and uh you know watching documentaries about how that had to be real the the physiology of the creature was impossible like a, a human couldn't fit in that suit right and then later hearing uh a deathbed confession of I was the guy in the suit or I made the suit or something like that. And, uh, I've always, I don't know. I've always been into, um, uh, esoteric, you know, topics, you know, um, what are are aliens real? And I've even, you know, I don't even, I'm constantly like we were talking about before you started recording. Um, I'm constantly having to, uh, check myself, you know, check my ideas, my politics, my philosophy and stuff. And, I, I turn around on things all the time you know um but i guess what really what really got me into the whole conspiracy culture was uh voting voting for obama in 2008 um you know he was the peace or he was the change and hope candidate you know and every thought, everybody thought he was going to change the world they call him black jesus you know right <laughs> and uh he got the Nobel Peace Prize and then dropped more bombs than any other president in history
0: yeah the irony of <laughs> it's um, you know I, I liked Obama you know I, I vote for Obama and um, you look, looking back at some of the things he was just another part of this regime. I feel it started with Ronald Reagan where it's like this, these foreign banking cartels mm-hmm. and you um, the um Uh, oil, uh, the big seven, like the seven sisters, the oil companies and uh, the Wall Street execs, like these, these were all financiers of Obama's campaign. Right. And even he got his, um, what they call his cabinet members appointed through Citibank and through Citigroup. Really? So it's, it's not anything that like I don't know, like, because that's twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly, I, w- I was much dumber than, yeah. than I am now, <laughs> you know, and didn't uh, pay much attention to detail as I do now. But um, I I had I had uh, voted for him because of his stance on marijuana, right? And that he talked about even as a senator that our marijuana laws were bullshit and that we needed to. And this uh this prohibition on it because the war on drugs had become such a colossal failure and he did nothing in eight years for that um and i don't know it 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 wasn't as by that point i had already become i guess disenfranchised with the idea of uh the dnc being this uh this uh a place where uh, liberally minded people and libertarians and progressives and populists all like got along together and it just sort of made into it's just in a, like we said earlier it's a puppet show right, right. so he's just uh, uh from uh the other hand of the puppeteer yeah, the,
1: the left hand and the right hand are both attached to the same person yeah that, that's pulling all the strength but uh that that was another wake-up call for me and uh when I was, it was I think it was yeah same year because I was eighteen. Uh, it was two thousand eight. Uh, I got arrested for marijuana in December, and that was a big wake up call for me when I realized that marijuana was on the same schedule as heroin. Yeah. And that just blew my mind because you know, <clears throat> just say what you want. Maybe eighteen is too young to be smoking weed, but uh, I didn't. You know, I wasn't like I wasn't like selling my body on the street <laughs> <laughs> for you know for a nick bag and. Uh, <laughs> It's actually—I didn't realize this until after I got arrested. I was um, living—my family was going through kind of a hard time at at that time in my life. We were living in um, income-adjusted housing. Right. And there was apparently a drug dealer living in our apartment complex, and uh, the cops had been staking it out. I worked right down the street at Domino's at the time, and uh, I decided I was going to go drive around and smoke a joint. And uh, so I ran home, and I did— the the worst thing you could do if cops are watch, watching your house is I went in and then I immediately came out and left. So in their mind, I just went in and made a transaction. Not you know they have no idea that's my house. Right. So they come and immediately pull me over. Say I had to tell uh, I didn't signal a turn or something like that, which was not true. But uh, <clears throat> they took me back to my house and uh, they wanted to see what else I had. And I showed them I, I had a snare drum with like some seeds and stems on it, and that's all I had. And the cop, I was in handcuffs, and the cop looked like he wanted to put his hand through my wall because it turned out that they had been staking out trying to f- catch that drug dealer. And you weren't him. And I wasn't him. <laughs> but you better believe that that drug dealer knew what was going on. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. sure, he sh- I'm sure he shut it down, and they probably never caught him, or they might have caught him later, who knows. But, uh, yeah, that was a big wake-up call, was the uh, the it, the monopoly on what you can and what you can't possess or partake in you know the um the i like i i kind of i fall on the libertarian side when it comes to that as far as drug use uh as long as you're not hurting anybody i don't really care what you do you yeah know?
0: that's that's more or less how i operate <coughs> it's uh, i mean it's it's autonomy right so it goes we were talking on, on the previous show with my buddy justin about uh, uh it kind of ties in with the abortion argument because like personally i'm pro-choice i just don't like abortion right but like again like i i don't have to make that decision ever so it's not my body about it so as far as legislation goes like i i, I do not care right um and it's the same way with drug use it's like yo know, i i don't like methamphetamines right i think uh they and amphetamines i think they're dangerous i think they're poisonous i think they ruin communities however if you want to put it in your body, and that's what you want to dedicate your life to, is chasing that high. I mean, by all means, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you should be going to jail unless you're being violent. Like that's what we should be incarcerating it should be violent people, people that are a danger to society. If you're just harming yourself with reckless decisions, you're not necessarily a danger. You need help, but that's not. You're not going to get help by going to the booty house, right? You know? <laughs> that's <laughs> not how it operates but uh, back to uh, 9-11 and whatnot. not um, <clears throat> even, even still I find it I find it challenging whenever I meet people that still believe the official narrative right of it yeah. all. Um, and there's certain things that just they don't click like a Tower 7 like why in the fuck is Tower 7 falling and why also in the fuck was there a giant insurance policy taken out? Like what? A week, six, six weeks, six weeks to the day. I think it was six weeks to the day. Yeah. And, uh, and the day before Rumsfeld announces the Pentagon lost like like two trillion. It was. $10 it was. A, you know, I think probably. it was
1: ten trillion. It was a lot of money. Yeah. And then nobody talked about that for a long time yeah. after nine eleven happened. And uh, what well, you think about the, where the Pentagon got hit it's accounting offices got hit yeah. so uh, any trace that where that money might have gone I don't know we should... <laughs> whoops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a that's an unfortunate coincidence yeah but and most people don't even know about Tower 7 no you, know, you talk about Tower 7 what is that you know, you know and uh, Tower 6 is another one that got it got cored from the inside out it was still standing but basically the entire building was destroyed yeah. from, from the inside they found bombs on the George Washington bridge
0: the same day I never well. heard
1: that I think
0: they were in a van, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, oh no no yeah that's right no I, yeah it was like a, it was like a cleaning van or something. it was like some kind of like a work van. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that. I don't know too much about yeah. it. And
0: then there was, um, fuck, what are they called the uh, the dancing Israelis? Yeah, they were colloquially known mm-hmm. where it was these. Seven dudes from uh, Israel that were supposedly like special ops or intelligence agents that were seen celebrating, and they brought them in for questioning, and then did TV interviews afterwards, like a PR campaign the, would.
1: Are those are the guys who said we were here to witness the event or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, right. That's so crazy. Like, whatever happened to those people? You I know, no, no idea. It's
0: just one of those things that sort of like just dis- dis- uh, disappeared yeah. into yeah. the mist. Yeah swept under the rug for the most part. Um, That's I, crazy to think about that like the just the PR aspect of it The same thing was with the uh, uh, comet ping pong right the Pedogate scandal mm-hmm. right so then some some guy goes in to, um, into comet ping pong in DC where these WikiLeaks articles were pointing to a pedophile ring mm-hmm. was going on at this pizza place and these DC politicians and elites all gathered around this place. And in this particular uh, uh, plaza that was in, there was like a camping uh, store next door that was implicated. Mm-hmm. The owner of the plaza, every, everybody was connected. And the shooter shows up one day and sh- uh, fires a shot conveniently into the hard drive of the computer in the office of uh, Ping Pong Pizza. It also turns out that he's an actor as oh. well <laughs> and has connections to people within the same WikiLeaks uh, <laughs>
1: Every damn time. Well, because they they spun that as it was a um, angry conspiracy theorist. Yeah, exactly. That he was going to go in there and figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. But no, in light of that, it's more like, no, he went in there to destroy some evidence.
0: Exactly. But
1: uh, so uh, Aliphantus, the owner of Comet, (coughs) he I, I remember seeing a there was a quote from him about. This guy, he wanted to come see where we kept the uh, children in our basement. And, he, and he's like, I don't, we don't even have a basement. But there's an article that he did years ago where he talks about how they're, uh, they have some kind of special sauce that's like their tomato sauce. It's like this artis- artisanal, you know, super uh, special sauce that they store in their basement. Mm. So it was like, okay, come on, dude. And then you look at his Instagram account. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. And it's like you have toddlers with their hands taped yeah, to tables. Yeah, like BDSM like,
0: with children.
1: And uh, there was a hashtag um, on a lot of those weird pictures. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was like L-I-L-S James or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, but, um, you know a couple years later just recently the whole jeffrey epstein thing gets blown uh blown up yeah and the, and, island. And the island is little saint james yeah. and it's
0: like what the hell is going on here man to the basement point um i saw this um very disturbing but very um precise youtube doc somebody had made of compilations of all of these different uh I guess you would call them QAnon researchers, Mm -hmm. right, into specifically the Mm Pedogate thing. So the basement, um, they showed it. it, The store they're talking about, Ping Pong, it it does not have a basement. However, again, the stores in this plaza, they're they're, they're all, like, together. They're all of this part of this group in this plaza, right? This plaza is also... um, It's on this uh, kind of like triangle street corner, Mm -hmm. right? So in the back alley behind it, there's a house that is also owned by the same uh, group and people that own these stores in the plaza. It overlooks a playground as well. Mm. There's a basement in this particular house. And some of the photographs from James Alphonsus' Instagram account and Tony Podesta and uh, whatever, Podet Mike Podesta, I think that's his brother. Something like the, that. The other Podesta uh, mm-hmm. fellow. Um, they have pictures that match the basement of this basement oh. behind Comet Ping Pong.
1: I haven't even heard of this.
0: Yeah, it's it's fucking like <coughs> maddening. Um, and like all of this stuff with the um, the QAnon posts, mm-hmm. like it, it ties into stuff that Alex Jones had talked about for years, stuff that Julian Assange had been talking about. Mm-hmm. And it just gets sort of swept by the wayside with this PR thing where I think it was Aliphantus or was on like uh, MSNBC or Fox News, some, some big news channel talking about like, yeah, it was this far right wing conspiracy guy that came in and like people were just in there trying to enjoy their pizza, families, you know, little kids and you... It's it's kind of like uh, why, why would an actor lie? You know what I mean? Right, it's, yeah. You you suspend your disbelief so far that you you forget that while you may agree with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his climate change stance, he's paid to say that and convince you he believes that. Exactly. It. So like politicians and doing PR campaigns, they're no different, right? Mm. They they have a team that's dedicated to all right. You're gonna say this keep it, like, simple, don't give away information, and they're going to ask you these questions. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was revealed that they've been feeding Hillary Clinton questions uh, prior to her debates. Uh, da- Donna
1: Brazile? Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah.
0: <coughs> um,
1: well, uh, be- Before we go any further on that, I, I want to ask you, because I don't really know how to feel about it. How do you feel about the whole QAnon thing? Um, you think it's legit, or partially legit, or...
0: I think that... The, no no doubt it's going to be pro-Trump. Yeah. Right. So because it's allegedly, aside from Trump himself, it's also people that are within the military and intelligence communities that have been trying to get rid of this deep state cabal that's been going on, like I said, like decades right. now in America. Um, I do feel that. A lot of stuff they talked about with the Epstein stuff, it turned out to be fucking true. Yeah. Um, Everybody, anybody who knows anything
1: about QAnon knew about Jeffrey Epstein two or three years ago. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And the, the whole Epstein now cultural phenomenon that it's become has red-pilled so many fucking people that a lot of people are kind of taking a step back because they've had blinders on. Like... Trump getting elected angered so many people, like so many people to the point where they even like didn't want to have discussions with people mm-hmm. that would say anything kind or positive about the president. If nothing else, yo, the fucking president, you should be hoping any president succeeds right. because that means the country is doing well. We don't want the fucking country to fall apart. So I think you see in some of these... I guess we would call them modern American kingdoms, these giant metropolitan areas, that's just like civil unrest, um, particularly like out on the West Coast, like uh, Portland and mm-hmm. Seattle and San Francisco. Their law enforcement is standing down mm-hmm. to let the city become more and more unsafe because that way it makes the country look bad as a whole. Mm-hmm. It, it, it encourages divide, it encourages um
1: and that's not organic i don't i don't think
0: i don't think so either like it's even the who is it the folks at alphabet you know the owners of youtube google google yeah um, they talked about that it was uh, they were making a new stance in 2016 or 2017 that was solely about preventing uh, trump from uh, succeeding and potentially getting reelected in 2020 mm-hmm. it's like the power that this company has is unfathomable mm-hmm. That like like so many people rely on Google and YouTube and even like myself included, you know, and we we should be really wary about folks that are ideologues coming into like power structures that are this big. Um, so the QAnon stuff, I feel it it posts a threat as as well does. Um, just Play Devil's Advocate, uh, President Trump's Twitter account. Right. Because this way it provides, it provides a means for the president. that He doesn't need the news anymore. He has a direct line of communication. Exactly. So no matter what you think about the president, if you think about it objectively, that the leader of the free world now has the, a means to get around the bullshit propaganda machine and communicate with anybody at any time mm-hmm. and say whatever they want, that is a good thing in my in my personal political viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if, if, even if uh, uh, the uh, you know, reptilian overlord Hillary Clinton got elected, <laughs> and you know got all of her alien pedophile pals yeah. in there with her, um, interdimensional pedophiles, <laughs> <laughs> turn the frogs gay.
1: <laughs> you know that turning the frogs gay. It, what, he said it the wrong way, but you know, that was real. It was. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's like, you think they're turning frogs gay? And there's, there's this, there's this, uh, there was a meme going around for a while, but you, you can find the articles. There's a scientist who was studying this specific chemical. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it was, um, it was basically gender swapping amphibians. It was turning male amphibians into female amphibians or her, or it was turning them into hermaphrodites at the very least. Uh, but, I remember people asking me, like, you know, I'm not afraid to tell people. Oh, yeah, I, li- I like conspiracies. I like, you know, reading into that stuff. I like-, I like to go down rabbit holes, you know, at two in the morning on YouTube. Yeah. Like, well, what do you think about Alex Jones? And this was when he was in the news, you know, uh, Sandy Hook controversy. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I've never really been a huge Alex Jones fan. You know, I, you know, I'll listen to him, but. It's mostly like, these goddamn tricoms and I have the documents. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'd rather, you know, that, he's just not really my style of conspiracy theory. But um, but hell, man. I mean, he, you know, everybody nailed him for the gay frogs thing and he wasn't wrong. No. You know? But... Uh,
0: he's, he's actually had... He's had more theories proven correct mm. than Einstein and Stephen Hawking <laughs> combined. And when you tell people that you can just see the eye twitch you're just like <laughs> literally shaking <laughs> that's like um there was some article came out where it was a smear piece but talking about they had found like uh, child porn on an InfoWars computer and a friend of mine who absolutely despises Alex Jones despises Trump all the right wing stuff and I, I, I get her reasons why you know mm-hmm. but um I had chimed in that, like, you know, after I read the article, I was like, like, you know, honestly, I don't believe it. It's like, it's what it says is that it was on an email server, mm-hmm. and in in, in uh, unopened emails on the server. So that means that somebody sent these emails to an Infowars server, and then they confiscate the data on the server, and then lo and behold, they find it. What a shock!
1: How terrifying is the idea that someone could plant child pornography? It's pretty fucking scary. On you,
0: that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, but and of course, I like, it, it, it wasn't talked about it ever again because because it was a, a bullshit accusation. You know what I
1: mean? That that reminds me of uh, this is his name, Paddock, the Las Vegas shooter. Yeah, his brother. Um, I think the next day was, uh, his computer was confiscated and he had like a terabyte of child porn on there. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's too, it's too perfect. You know what I mean? Like, like if my brother was accused of shooting up, you know, in a mass shooting event, I'd be like, what? There's no fucking way he did that. you know, and if I, if I started speaking up against that, you know, if it turns out that your brother's a patsy, you know, and you know, he's a patsy, you're going to stand up and try to protect your family. Right. But the... The people who want the official's narrative for him to be, you know, the actual shooter, will do anything to stop you from showing the truth. You know, that's that's where shit gets gets a little scary.
0: Right. I think it also it, it loosely, if nothing else, ties into the Epstein stuff as well, where he was allegedly a Mossad agent or some intelligence agent.
1: Epstein so, or Paddock.
0: Uh, Epstein. Yeah. Right. But, right. But um, they they have been using things like pedophilia and like child trafficking and child murder even Mm -hmm. and child porn as a means to control people because they can blackmail them and then they're on the payroll for whatever. So if they're capable of that, then clearly they're capable enough to plant this type of material on a patsy and then just put them away and... You know, then you, and, no,
1: and nobody will fight you on it. No. If they find out you're a pedophile, yeah, good, lock him up. You know, kill him. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody's really fighting too hard.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> that? Well, that's kind of like, um, like the Sandy Hook stuff. So, like, I mean, cl- clearly people died there. Children died mm-hmm. at Sandy Hook. And Alex Jones, he was wrong for saying that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's his burden. He has to carry that sin, just like I have to carry mine and mm-hmm. you have to carry yours, you know. But... Um, what, what it also interestingly did is it shut down discussion from some of the actual troubling stuff at Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. i.e. the uh, sheriff coming out and saying that the official story would only come from the police department and nowhere else, mm-hmm. that they had all the witnesses they need and that they would let everybody know. Well, you can go online now, you can listen to the police chatter and from like that morning, and there were four suspects. They arrested. They arrested two in the school and two out in the woods, fleeing from officers. And that just gets buried underneath this whole Alex Jones, right? Yeah, thing. I never heard that. Yeah, it's 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 not a comfortable thing to watch well, or
1: listen so, to. So, so the whole Alex Jones thing with Sandy Hook was that, were well, people were accusing him of telling his listeners to harass families or something yeah, like that. Something along those lines, and. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I, that's one thing I never really dug too hard into. It, the, the information, it's like, I, sometimes you're like, is this, you know, is this legit information or not? Because there's stuff floating out around there. Apparently, I haven't looked into it myself. Apparently, you can find records that the school was shut down years before any of that stuff happened. Mm. And then you have stories about, um, stories about the teacher blockading a door to keep the shooter from coming into a classroom. And then you see a a photo of that classroom and the door opens out into the hall. You know, so there's these, there's all these weird, um, there's this one guy, I think his name is Wolfgang Holbig or something like that. He, he, um, he, that's his, that's his thing. He's like, he says, he says that nobody died, that nothing ever happened. The school had been shut down for years and years. Like I said, I I haven't ever really dug into it, but I know one thing is that it's a sketchy situation. Right. And, and, the the I don't know it's it's weird that it's become it's become taboo to say that nobody died in these not even not not just that situation any you know suspected mass shooting or what or if you say something's a hoax or a false flag and that so and so didn't die you know that you're a bad person for saying that that didn't happen and that that's kind of confusing to me because if nobody died well
0: I would like that you know right, so it's like. Catch twenty two. Right. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen stuff with the um, with the Parkland massacre, where there were interviews that I guess shouldn't have aired for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. uh, because these kids, these witnesses, were they talked about that they heard earlier there was going to be a drill of some sort, and then they saw three armed men wearing black riot gear in the school murdering people Mm -hmm. and they thought it was just a drill until they like started hearing like the screaming and it just sort of gets buried in the news cycle and they not talk about it yet you've got somebody like David Hogg who becomes this face for the anti-gun lobby teen division overnight overnight Um, and when you researched something like crisis actors. Again, they did a PR campaign Mm -hmm. about how this term crisis actor had been hurting their family. Yet his dad has connections at the federal level, like in the intelligence community. Mm -hmm. There's also news footage of David Hogg from some news report in California, like within the same year. It's like, wait a second. Well, where is this guy? There's other footage I've seen where he's rehearsing lines with a girl in a closet in the school and then another time where he's doing his lines with the cameras
1: and what i I believe he's uh on camera saying that he wasn't even at school that
0: day yeah his story keeps changing as well right um i saw another one where they showed um i think it was in san francisco it was like a bar that got like shot up um And this same guy happened to also be at the Las Vegas Massacre and was one of these witnesses as well. And even the the news camera or the journalist, whoever was there, he's like, you were at Las Vegas too? He's like, yeah, it's just been the craziest week, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, man. And like some of these folks are like smiling when they're on camera. There's Mm -hmm. another uh, one, it was the Parkland Massacre where this woman is, quote unquote, talking on her cell phone. there's there, You see her, her screen light up. There's nobody on the phone with uh. her. And she's like, she's like, hang on, honey. Wait, it's my daughter. She's at the school. Are, so you're alive? Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, well, let me do this television interview and I'll come pick you up. All right, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. You're telling me that... Even if, let's say, she is like an Academy Award winning actress, right? And I'm just uh, am, uh, exaggerating, but you're telling me that she put her child on hold or hung up on her to pick her up from school where people, kids just got murdered to do a TV interview real quick. Mommy's gonna be on TV. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. And then it turns out like that she was in another uh, 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 event as well, like as another grieving. I mean, I'm not, I'm
1: not even surprised anymore. It seems like it happens so often. There's all these weird connections between these people. And, and you see ads. Uh, uh, they post ads online for basically what you would call a crisis actor. Yeah. You know, come uh, participate in this event to help train, uh, you know, train police to respond to school shootings or something like that. Yeah. But uh, back to what you said about the uh, three guys in riot gear, that happened in San, San Bernardino. Uh, while the while the shooting was going on, there were reports of, I think it was two or three uh, white males in basically SWAT gear, you know, with machine guns. And then, you know, the story changes a couple of times over the next few hours and it uh, turns out it was this Muslim couple. And uh, what was the result of that? Oh, the FBI wants to get Apple to unlock their phones no. so that they can confiscate them as evidence. Apple denied, which, good on them, I guess, but uh, the, whole, the whole thing is just so sketchy, you don't know what to believe anymore. Well, even
0: the, uh, the El Paso shooter, mm-hmm. right? Um, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, because it hasn't happened before, I believe they were taken alive. Um, in El Paso I know the Dayton shooter because it was the same 24 hours mm-hmm. Dayton shooter was killed I remember honestly.
1: that because they they reported yeah. really heavily on one and not on the other yeah
0: well the Dayton shooter was a Bernie bro and an Elizabeth Warren uh. supporter and an Antifa member so they don't like showing left extremism in the news mm-hmm.
1: they're all right wing white supremacists <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: racist bigot homophobes <laughs> yeah even even like uh, people like Candace Owens and mm. there's a uh, a uh, fuck, I forget her name. I've seen it earlier. She's a um, she's a, a Muslim activist that escaped the true patriarchy of the Middle East, right. where the religious authorities have taken over, to come to the West so she can be a Muslim and practice in peace mm-hmm. and not uh, resort to listen to <laughs> fundamentalists. She is also a white nationalist as far as the <laughs> Southern Poverty Law Center is concerned. That she's like a terrorist threat. It's like yo, this this woman is essentially not even, like, white skin. She's brown, but she practices a religion that you all would argue is a marginalized religion in America. Right. But because she doesn't agree with the polemic of left-identity uh, politics... And also
1: an uh, immigrant. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that came here legally. It right. doesn't fit with the narrative yeah. that they want to push yeah. with that. But the, um, <laughs> the El Paso shooter that was taken alive witness reports from inside the Walmart said they saw three men. Mm-hmm. Like multiple men. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, Bill, Bill Cooper uh, talked about that they would use this more and more that these, these massacres that are shown to be like the lone gunman theory, same thing with Kennedy, mm-hmm. same thing with Las Vegas, that's like oh, it's one person to blame. The data doesn't fit that. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier about when You mentioned something where you're like, hey, guys, this doesn't add up. Right. This narrative doesn't make sense now that I'm actually looking at some of this stuff. People don't want to hear it because they don't want to think that it is that horrible. Mm -hmm. And in reality, I would think that it's more plausible than maybe we would want to admit that there are powers in our government that do not necessarily agree with American values and have no problem having false flags in order to push some sort of authoritarian government uh, into more
1: and it's been happening forever yeah Uh, Gulf of Tonkin you know like
0: uh, Operation Northwoods they uh, they were talking about uh, shooting up uh, movie theaters yeah you know Mm -hmm. and it's the more you can convince people that I find that are kind of outside of rural areas Mm -hmm. it's more metropolitan areas that they terrorize with these you know, mass shootings, because people out in the rural areas, we're all fucking packing heat, right? And you're not going to convince people in rural America that the Second Amendment should be changed, let alone abolished, right? Um, but I can t- I can totally see like where, especially with the push for mainstream culture to sort of ensnare young minds, to again, they it's marketed as a counterculture. It, it's not it's a dominant culture all of the news stations it's all there's like the same big six companies that are in media so I mean ABC and Disney like they have ties to Jeff Epstein right they had t- like Disney cruises going, going to to, to Little St. James yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, I forget her name but she had a hot mic on And she worked for ABC. And whenever Epstein died, she was pissed. She was like, she was like, fuck. She's like, I had this story three years ago. She's like I had, we had the Clintons, we had Buckingham Palace. Mm -hmm. We had like everything tied together and ABC killed the story. And Project Veritas released that. And then people are like yo what the fuck yeah what the fuck you're telling me ABC knew about this for three years and did nothing like they convinced uh, one of his victims to come out of hiding for 12 years and to come and talk to them and like they had the story ready to break but because it didn't uh, fit right with their sponsors then they just uh, shelved it
1: it's disgusting it really is um, and people call you a cynic for uh, for you know mentioning this kind of stuff it's like that's so like, why do you look at the world like that? it's like, I don't care. You know, I don't care about left wing. I don't care about right wing. I don't care about cynicism or not, or, uh, you know, I, glass half full glass half empty. I want to know what the fucking truth is. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of being tricked. I've been tricked my in and out of things my whole entire life. I just want to, you know, and th- that's, what's so appealing about, uh, the whole conspiracy world is that the whole idea is about getting to the bottom of shit, you know, like, like, what the fuck is really going on?
0: Right. The the Epstein stuff and the ABC stuff uh, fucked me up so much that I will not have a Disney Plus account.
1: Oh, dude. My girlfriend has a Verizon uh, account, mm-hmm. uh, her her phone uh, contract, and Verizon gave all of their customers free one-year subscriptions to Disney Plus. And, I mean, that's right after that whole ABC thing came out. Exactly. And, it, and it's like... You, it's, so you're just gonna like put it in my house? I, I, I don't want. I don't want it, but <laughs> here it is. Like,
0: that's what's frightening to think is that like, um, you know, Disney makes awesome content as mm-hmm. well. Like they they make fantastic content, and yet we kind of overlook things that they've been tied to. They're scandalous in the past, such as you know racist, xenophobic cartoons yeah. and the uh, the moon landing uh, with uh, um, fuck, the Apollo program with Warner Von Braun mm-hmm. and Stanley Kubrick. And like they were they were all making stuff together with this Nazi to sort of trick people in the American public that, you know, like all oh, the footage you're seeing is it's the real footage. Mm-hmm. I think it was Apollo 16, the lunar Module uh, launching up from the surface of the moon. One, what the fuck? Did they leave an astronaut on the moon to fill that (laughs) ship? If they're doing it remotely, there's a long delay, yet the camera pans up perfectly. Right when it's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, On top of that, they added CGI sparks coming out of the lunar module. Now this is nineteen like seventies technology, so the quote unquote sparks that are coming out are, are laughably fake.
1: Like I, I don't know that I've heard about the the sparks being CGI. It's
0: a, well, most people when you think about like the moon landing, everybody thinks about um, Apollo eleven, right, right, right yeah. Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. and everything. But they they have more broadcasts from the moon right. with other uh, missions on the Apollo program, cool. and it was I believe it was sixteen that they had uh, have this television broadcast and they added CGI special effects to wow. the lunar module.
1: I mean I'm not surprised. Well I mean if you think about the the fact that Richard Nixon made a phone call from the White House on a landline <laughs> know, <laughs> to the fucking You're <laughs> doing such a good job You're a in space. But uh man that's that's another that's another that that's a whole can of worms that's so fascinating is the uh I've, I've basically come to the point where I don't think... I don't think the moon landing ever happened, you know?
0: I think we've sent stuff to the moon. Sure. I don't know... I think if we have put people there on the moon, I think those astronauts died on the okay. way back. Okay. Um, it's... Um, the Van Allen's radiation belt, uh, flat earthers would argue the firmament. Right. But um, you can't bring footage back through the Van Allen's radiation belt. Right. And a lot of these instruments that would have gone to the moon... If it is that far away, it's supposed to be like 230,000 miles away. So if it's that far away, then they would have had to have passed through the Van Allen's radiation belt.
1: But the problem is they didn't know about the Van (laughs) Allen belt at the time. Yeah, So that wasn't a problem.
0: Yeah, that's that's their rationale is that Mm -hmm. we were able to do it in the Apollo program because we didn't know it existed yet. Now that we know it exists, we can't do anything. And now we have videos of uh, astronauts and
1: spokesmen from NASA saying that... You know, uh, we want to go back to the moon. It's just, it's just not possible right now. Do you know who Don Pettit is? Yeah. Don Pettit is a fucking clown, and I love. I just, I, I can just watch videos of him all day because he's like, <coughs> he's, he literally says, I almost have it memorized. I've heard it so many times. Well, I'd go back to the moon in a nanosecond. It's just that we. Uh, we destroyed the technology to get there. And it's just been a painful process building it back up. Yeah. And this guy is the fucking spokesman for the uh, institution that accomplished the greatest feat of all mankind. Put a man on the moon. And I mean, the guy sounds like there's something wrong with him.
0: Yeah, he really does. He even (laughs) looks like, Oh, like this. Um, well, uh, he's got like a nervous tick. He's not looking at the camera. There's a video
1: of him standing with another astronaut. And, uh, they get asked the question, um, can you see stars when you're in space? And they kind of both look at each other like they don't know what to say. And, uh, and then Don Pettit comes out, oh, yeah, yeah, There's uh, you can see the stars
0: and the zodiacal lights. Well, whenever um, they had a press conference of the Apollo Eleven astronauts, wherever they got back, one they looked bummed as shit. They right. didn't look right excited Which to be I, there. I
1: will say that's not like not exactly evidence, but it's not good for your story exactly because they're all looking down like they just lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, Neil Armstrong only gave one interview after that press conference in his entire life, mm. and the there's and part of that inter- interview or it's not an interview it's a speech he's giving a speech to a bunch of uh people and he says that uh the technology that got us to the moon had like uh a 1k of data it was uh it, it was there okay put it this way the original game boy uh in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, is more technologically advanced than the entire, uh, space program in
0: 1969.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but na- NASA, um, now I, I said that I, ba- I'm basically convinced we didn't go to the moon. What I, what I really mean is that, um, NASA has been proven to be lying about so many things over and over again that I can't trust anything they say. I, I have to question everything uh, that they say, uh, because they first said that they, um, They accidentally taped over the original footage of going to the moon. And And they
0: deleted the telemetry data after that.
1: And then later, the original footage of the moon landing was found at a yard sale.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, I guess you could have it for about a quarter. Ain't got much use for it no more.
1: This is just a random memory. I'm, I'm sure most people don't know what I'm talking about, but... Speaking of Disney, I remember seeing, they used to do these, um, you know, behind the scenes uh, making of specials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did they did one of those for the Little Mermaid that came out in the 90s. And I remember one of the artists said that he was inspired to draw the, uh, Ariel's hair, the way it flows underwater. He was inspired by, uh, by, he was inspired by a female astronaut. It was one of the first female astronauts, like in zero G, the way her hair would just it would just flow, and it looked so beautiful. But now, when you watch female astronauts on the uh, International Space Station, it like looks like they all got perms, and their hair is sticking yeah. straight up, sprayed with hairspray. Yeah. And so it's like, come on, you guys! Like, <laughs>
0: we're not that dumb. The blooper reel, and it's unintentional bloopers, but blooper reels from the ISS is. I've even shown it to friends for, and they've been like, "Can you turn this off? It's making me uncomfortable." Dude, I get that reaction so much. They don't—they don't, they don't want to even think
1: about it. Yeah, like that's uh, a big lie. Like, like when they're uh, like, they'll have a water bottle in one hand, and they'll let go, and it'll just be floating. But then they'll drop a pencil, and it drops straight to the ground. It's yeah. like, what's going on here? What is going
0: on here? <laughs> You'll see. Um, where they're rigged to harnesses sometimes. Yeah, uh-huh. They get, ta- like f- they get tangled up when they yeah. Get flips. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, did you see Space Mouse? I don't think so. Oh, man. This this most recent SpaceX launch, um, there's a camera attached to the rocket or whatever you would call mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's it's on its way up. It's, it's out of the atmosphere. It's in space. And there's a camera on it. And you just see this rat walking along <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs>
0: no big deal I did see where like somebody went through pretty meticulously and there's a couple of parts where the chroma key fails and you see the green screen yes and it's like oh or
1: um the the astronauts will glitch out they'll turn into um They just get all pixelated, you know, but it's only the astronauts. Yeah, it's not the it's not the actual space station or it or it'll be only the objects in their hands. And there's theories that um, they're using. This is where it gets wild. There's theories that they're using augmented reality uh, software in conjunction with. Oh, it's it's augmented reality contact lenses so that they can project uh, images of objects. And they can interact with them. And they can see them, but they're not actually there. Right. And that's how they fake that. I, 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 when, once you get into the specifics of it, who, who knows what kind of...
0: I have seen stuff before with astronauts on the ISS where they'll, like, like they're talking to a classroom. Right? right. So they're like, we'll need an object for this lesson or whatnot. And then magically something appears, yeah. like a stuffed animal or something, and the astronaut reaches out and grabs it. I know it exactly what,
1: what video you're talking about. Yeah, that's like it's a little teddy bear or a stuffed rabbit or something. Yeah, yeah. It just it glitches into existence. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. It's
1: so it's so trippy. So
0: I, I, there's other ones as well where you see an astronaut reaching and there's nothing there, and they're handing stuff to each other yeah. that is not there. So whatever they were trying to render in their hands failed to render, and they didn't want to, I guess, tell them in a live broadcast. So mm-hmm. they're just like. Just you know, just keep going. Bubbles in
1: space is another good one, too. Yeah, exactly. You see astronauts doing spacewalks on the outside of the, of the space station, and oh, there's just a little little air bubble. Yeah. By, and it is, it's uh, it's pretty coincidental that they have a uh, giant replica submer- of the ISS submerged in a giant swimming pool where they do their spacewalk training exercises. Yeah, exactly. So it's like...
0: Mm, well, bubbles in a vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <There's>, yeah, right. <laughs> like, there's... like. <laughs> old pictures that NASA's PR campaign put out so like again like I don't think that NASA like the scientists the blue collar folk that are just working there they're not involved with all this stuff Right. you know they're doing research it's their PR department that's putting out all this bullshit and Mm -hmm. all this propaganda so you look at uh, some of these old pictures that have come out for the Apollo program and you bring them into Photoshop and you can pull the levels up and you can see where they have pasted in pictures of like the Earth right that, like, it, it's not a photograph. It's it's an illusion that they've made before we had, you know, digital uh, uh, software programs that could render it for us. They were doing it in photo labs mm-hmm. back in the 60s to dupe people. So, I...
1: It's not really that far of a stretch of the imagination whenever... Because everybody knows that uh, whatever technology, you know, the government or whoever is developing isn't released to the public for decades sometimes you know and uh what you said about the because everybody always says how many people would have to be covering this up you know think about thousands and everybody at nasa is lying to you no it only have to be a handful of people and speaking of the working class you know the lower level nasa employees i've heard this story and actually know somebody Who will tell you that their grandfather or grandmother worked on such and such rocket or such and such. A a good, very good friend of mine, uh, his grandmother worked on, I want to say it was like Galileo or the just just assembling machinery. No education, no, you know, just a regular person off the street. She wasn't lying. You know, she was putting together pieces of machinery. And what do they do to that machinery? She doesn't know. They're all, it's all about compartmentalization.
0: Right. So, I mean, like, like NASA is a government. It, 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 it really is. It has its own hierarchy. It has its own officials. In a way, it's kind of like a military operation, but with the scientific community like dominating it rather than uh, the Pentagon mm-hmm. dominating it. But, I mean, there's, there's still a hierarchical order that they have to follow. So, I mean, if you're in the military, a sergeant's not going to, like, have the same knowledge that a colonel or a general is going to have. Right. You know what I mean? So, you need to know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, I've even seen NASA scientists that are um, climate scientists that have come out and been like, yeah, I don't agree at all with, like, what the modern scope of global warming and client science is saying about CO2, mm-hmm. and they're the team leader for, like, like NASA weather sciences. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it's not this broad opinion that like NASA tends to give that like you know oh we're all like one big united happy family mm-hmm. no there's scientists there there's dissenters mm-hmm. within their ranks they just don't have that PR level exactly. to where they're able to decide here's what we're telling the public about all this because they don't make those decisions no um i would uh, i would also um I'd be skeptical enough to believe that something like SpaceX is something that's preparing future generations because they realize that NASA eventually people are not going to believe it anymore. Right. Because it's already got too much momentum Mm -hmm. and then you have other things that like, um...
1: Virgin Galactic. Remember that? I don't think so. Uh, what's his name? Richard Branson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh...
0: He, he was he, was that his uh, uh,
1: public his space space partner? space tourism is yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were gonna be, they were gonna build the first space tourism uh rocket spaceship, I guess for lack of a better word. And uh n- never happened, you know, got all this all, all these uh, you know, backers got probably millions and maybe billions of dollars to finance it. And uh nothing ever happened with it and it turns out he was on the Epstein flight logs.
0: Yeah, he
1: sure was. <laughs> <laughs> but um Yeah, we could go different ways from there, because um, w- once you once you realize that NASA is at least lying a little bit, you know, I mean, what, if you've seen the bubbles in space, you've seen the the glitches in, in the video feed, it's not hard to believe. Okay, well, if they're faking space, what else are you know? What else are they lying about? It's like is space even real? Right. And then you get into the flat Earth territory, which is like people do not like the flat Earth <laughs>
0: <laughs> concept. At all. At all.
1: I remember my friend, I, a couple of years ago. When it first was kind of coming out that people actually do believe that the earth is flat and um, you know it was just like constant ridicule oh yeah I, th- I f- thought it
0: was ludicrous I didn't look into it right. at all well, it be was gi- just on the surface gi- that's I, the, I
1: was ludicrous that is, uh, you hear the story over and over again that's the only reason people ever look into it because mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous and then they look into it and then there's uh, no 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 There's this is easily disprovable and then a few months later they're like fuck I don't know and then <laughs> <laughs> and then a few months later they're like space is fake <laughs> but personally I have not jumped in on onto the flat earth train um all, all i know is that Nash, nasa has done a bunch of fuckery I, I don't trust them but you have to uh it makes you question your most basic assumptions like the shape of the planet yeah you know and so
0: well I'm, we're indoctrinated
1: with that since like kindergarten exactly the globe the globe is in the classroom <laughs> from day one and it's again it's not evidence but it sa- it even says on the uh on most globes there's like a little uh, disclaimer on the bottom like on the stand that says for uh, entertainment pur- purposes only or <laughs> yeah. something like that but uh,
0: well it's like a NASA to predict um, uh, solar eclipses they use a geocentric model. Right. And a you know, geocentric model doesn't have to be flat, but a flat Earth is a geocentric universe. Right. right. So, it it ties in with two coordinate systems, and they have been able to do it with 100% accuracy off of a geocentric model. Now, the kicker is, is that they do not accept responsibility for inaccuracy or accuracy. They attribute it to a former employee of NASA from, like, the mid-20th century, I believe he's dead now, mm-hmm. but they still attribute their predictions to him and not to NASA as an organization. Oh, because really? Because if they were to do that, then they would have to somewhere recognize the importance of a geocentric model. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, like, with the Flat Earth model that has not sold me on it's not the solar eclipses but it's the lunar eclipses Mm -hmm. i don't think they've found a a way to really explain that too well yet as far as i've seen with it the arguments they make about like well the moon isn't what we think it is well i mean yeah i'll agree with that sure but i mean that that doesn't prove their argument the um the solar eclipse will work on a flat earth model because the you know in the the flat earth model the world is round it's just we're inside of the dome, right? Right, right. Um,
1: well, and that's a lot of a misconception a lot of people have about the flat Earth model is that uh, what, what people don't realize is that according to flat Earth, the sun, the moon, and everything you see in the sky is local. Yeah, it's within. It's uh, some people think there's a firmament. You know, some people, and and then you have the Flat Earth Research Society, which anybody who's a modern flat Earther says is min- misinformation because they say that it's a flat disc. <laughs> Con- constantly, like, uh, rising up through space. Yeah. So, uh, so you have that. But a lot, a lot of people are like, oh, you just fall off the edge? And it's like, well, no. I mean, we're in a container is the idea. Yeah. Know? Which uh, a, glo- a globe, a person who believes in the globe model would tell you the same thing, that we are in a container. But here's the thing is that uh, according to mainstream science, you can't, have, uh, you can't have an atmosphere in a vacuum without a hard uh a hard sir cer- or a hard container right you know there so because that that's one one of the first things that kind of tripped me up when i was looking into it was okay so there's space and then there's the atmosphere where does atmosphere become space you know and and any, anybody who really knows about uh atmosphere science would probably i probably sound like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but but when you realize that you can't have uh you can't have uh an atmosphere in a vacuum without a hard barrier—that that, really—it brings up a bunch of, a bunch of questions. Yeah, and I, I just realized I—I only said half a thought a minute ago. Um, a couple of years ago, when flat Earth was first popping up into mainstream, I was—I uh, was just kind of showing my girlfriend, like, "Look at this! Have you heard about this?" And you know, started telling her the ideas that they're putting out, like the whole concept of the model. And she got so mad at me.
0: <laughs> She's
1: like, "Baby, could you just shut up." <laughs> and uh, actually, like, preparing to come onto this show, I was—I uh, brought that up to her the other day, and I was like, "Remember when I started telling you about flat Earth, and you got so mad?" And she was like, "Yeah, that was—that was pretty crazy." <laughs> but,
0: well, I've—I've I've tried. To I try after I started really, really getting into conspiracies in my thirties. Like I've, there's some things I'll like even like try to get like like my parents on. I'll be like, you know, like, hey, you guys shouldn't watch so much news, right? Like, yeah, and they'll be like, well, you know, we're not watching Fox News. I'm like, well, I <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get that and I appreciate that. We're watching but, Rachel Maddow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so like I would tell them all the time like, y'all need to quit watching CNN, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it's like that's not the same organization. I was like, there's. And, you know, they, they get triggered and, you know, and I understand there's a generational gap. And when you try to tell people that, like, hey, you're, you're being fed a program, mm-hmm. people get very defensive, you know, because it makes you feel like you're, you're being out, uh, outwitted or you're a fool. Yeah, like something. you said earlier, nobody
1: wants to admit that they're wrong.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. that
1: they were tricked. Yeah. And it's it's so funny. You can ask people who are alive when the moon landing happened or, or you just bring up the fact that maybe there was some trickery or there was, uh, you know, that it was, or, or even just a complete hoax. They'll say, "Man, I saw it on TV." Yeah. <laughs> like I was, there, or 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 there is no reason to fake that. You know, it's like
0: yeah, that's that's a lot of people's hang-up is that like, well, why would they lie? Like, right. what's the benefit? I don't see the benefit. And to me, it's it's almost painfully obvious that it's to control. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it
1: is. It's a control of what, information. Even simpler than that, when you think about how much money NASA gets. Oh yeah, billions. Yeah, are what is it like? It's like so many million a day it's like 50 million a day i think out of the tax budget and so that i mean that on the simplest level they're at least if they're fucking around they're at least getting paid a lot of fucking money for it yeah and uh yeah like you said control was another one uh you know to uh, that's something i really haven't wrapped my head around yet Uh, the flat earthers will say that um they want you to think that you're on a insignificant ball of dust flying through infinite space because you're just the fly. You're a fly on a gorilla's back. Right. You know, like that you don't matter. There's nothing special about you, and uh, and uh, it's a turnoff for some people when they realize that there is a religious element to a lot of the flat earthers, where they say, "Well, if the flat Earth is true, then obviously there has to be a creator." Right. You know, so <laughs> you could make the argument that. Uh, they're faking all this stuff to to trick you into atheism you know or to or trick you into nihilism yeah. even uh, to say well i'm just a piece of dust and i'm not going to turn into dust when i die so why do, why does if nothing matters then you can do whatever you want and that and then what goes out the window is your morality your sense of uh self-importance
0: yeah. you know even responsibility at that right, point exactly. you subject yourself to just well whatever the, the you know, pure nihilism at that point mm-hmm. you know? but even the um, like the idea of heliocentrism which again just like the globe earth is something we're indoctrinated with as kids yeah, Is right. like oh the sun's the center of the universe like it's saw- that and big bang cosmology these ideas came from the Vatican they didn't come I, from scientists. scientists they come from Jesuit priests Jesuit priests are also accused of running a sun-worshipping cult. Uh, Saturn was formerly known as a sun, like it used to appear in our sky much differently. See, this
1: ages is this ago. is something that I've heard about. I I can't find like the source material to fight to really dig into it, but I've heard the set that Saturn was called like the secret sun or the second sun or yeah. something like that, or like the
0: dark star, <coughs> right?
1: Yeah, or the, or the black. And sun. then uh, and then you. And then you find out the there's so many connections to like the you know the black cube of Saturn. There's a there's a cult of people who seem to be worshiping Saturn. And if you think about what Saturn is uh, from Roman mythology, Saturn is Kronos. and Kronos is um, where we get the word chronology. You know, he's basically true. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't heard this whole line of <laughs> mm-hmm. of thinking? Okay, so. Saturn in Greek mythology is known as Kronos Kronos is basically Father Time. Yes. So Father Time uh, wears a big black robe and carries a scythe.
0: Yeah, he's a Grim Reaper. He's, he's Father he Time. Is, so it's Saturn.
1: Saturn is Kronos is death. And so, if you know Greek mythology, you know what Kronos does when his children are born. Oh, he eats he them eats alive. Them. Yeah. So, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, so time or Saturn eats children. So when you tie that back into all this pedo gate, uh, you know, stuff where it's like there's rumors of uh, not just abusing but cannibalizing children. Yeah, and uh, th- and that ties into I'm not I'm not sure what the black cube symbology has to do with it. Are you familiar with that? Um, so um,
0: the uh, it's a six pointed star can also be shown as a cube. Oh, that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. On top of Saturn. So,
1: so like, um, so when you draw two dimensionally, when you when you draw a cube, you draw that square. You add the extra lines on the corners with a square behind it. Mm -hmm. That's the cube, which uh, two dimensionally is a six pointed star. Precisely. Right. A cube unfolded
0: becomes a crucifix. That's
1: right. And so the. The storm on Saturn. There's a giant storm that never stops. Yeah, it's in the shape of a hexagon, right? Which right. is a six pointed star.
0: Right. There's also sound that is coming from Saturn as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So with sound and cymatics, it produces... if it's a constant tone, it's going to produce some like like uh, sacred geometry shape. Oh. So. The symbol of that ice storm that's at Saturn's North Pole that's continuously going in the form of a hexagon mm-hmm. is a symbol for the sound that it's creating. Wow. And meanwhile, the black cube of Islam, the six-pointed star of Judaism, mm-hmm. and the uh, cross of Christianity mm-hmm. are all different versions of uh, Saturn symbolism. That is
1: insane.
0: Yeah. That's fucking, it's fucking wild to think. And that some of these ancient, ancient cults. Like, they're still alive, mm-hmm. And I think we don't think about too much in America because most people in America are monotheistic, right? right? So it's either, like, uh, Jesus, Allah, uh, Moses, or Satan. Right. It's, it's normally how it goes. Mm. Now, you have some French folks that are, like, Luciferian or, yeah. you know, that uh, I... I don't know about that, but American Satanism, obviously not the same as, right, you know, Luciferian and, Satanism. And, and it's, it's almost
1: like it's done, it's almost like, uh, it's, it's done like that on purpose as far as the Satanism, Luciferianism, mm-hmm. because when you talk about Satanism, what is Satanism? Most people who identify as Satanists will tell you that it's completely non-religious. Yeah. And what well, it turns out there's two or three different Satanisms. You have the church of Satan. Which is uh, most people know they're they're more of just like a um, an atheistic uh, liberal you know um, social network you know yeah. what I mean they're the they're the guys who put the Baphomet on the courthouse after they put the Ten Commandments on the courthouse so they're like well if you're gonna do if you're gonna treat all reli- religions equally then you have to treat Satanism equally yeah and and they're, they're and in right. America in America you have a point okay you have a point but then you talk about something like the Temple of Set. Most people don't know what the Temple of Set is, but that is that is also "quote unquote" Satanism. Set is uh, the the Satan figure from Egyptian mythology, and one of the uh, key, one of the big members in the Temple of Set was a general, high ranking general named Michael Aquino. Have you heard of that guy? I have not. Confused. So Michael Aquino um, spread sexually transmitted diseases to dozens of children the fuck yeah and i'm talking about high high ranking military official in the american government or the military and so it's and then you have luciferianism which seems more like of just a philosophy that uh um that you you can yourself become god you know that but the idea of the serpent in the in the garden you know if you eat the apple you won't die you'll become a god or like a god or something like that so it's really you really get into murky waters when you're like uh I don't know if you experience. So I know you said in an earlier show that you lived in New Jersey for a while. Are you from the South?
0: Um, I was born in West Virginia. So I'm from Hillbilly Country. Okay. And we moved down here when I was 12. Okay. My my dad, uh, he got transferred. He worked for the railroad uh, after uh, getting out of the military. And we, well, he he worked for both. But after he was done with the military, he kept working for the railroad. Um, And then, yeah, I've, I've lived most of my life in Georgia and almost all of it arguably within like the below the Mason-Dixon line in right, you know, the
1: right. southeast so I, I don't know if it's um, strictly a southern thing but I've, I've lived here my whole life and uh, <laughs> I remember growing up my grandparents uh, my grandmothers specifically were always so worried about devil worshippers as they called them you know yeah. uh, you know there's a there's a iconic um, location near here called Spook Bridge right and uh if you ask anybody over a certain age what Spook Bridge is, they say, oh, that's where all them de- devil worshipers go. And, <laughs> and um, you know, it comes back from the late 80s and early 90s. There was what was called the Satanic Panic. There was the idea that there are secret Satanic cults in your churches, in your schools, in your government, in your daycares, and they're all uh, doing human sacrifices to Satan. Well, and, you know, you know it turns out oh that's just a big, you know, it was just a big misunderstanding. Like, it was just... Uh, basically, people were just getting scared and blowing things out of proportion. Right. Well, it turns out that, you know, things like that were happening at that time. Like, yeah. what, like with your Michael Aquino. Or with... Um, it, the FBI just recently released a bunch of papers about the finders. Do you know about that? So, I'm mean, uh, totally honest. Like, I haven't dug into this a lot. So, But, basically, it's always been known as like a conspiracy theory. There was this story of... So basically, there's these people in suits going around the country with a van full of dirty kids. Basically, kids who just look like they haven't bathed and they look malnourished and they're wearing like dirty, torn up clothes. And there just be these two guys in suits, uh, you know, letting all these kids at a park out or something like that. Um, Turns out that they were associated with this group called the Finders, which was in turn uh, associated with the CIA, and they were basically procuring children for these, um, these pedophiles. And uh, there's this, this building where all, all these children who were uh, testifying about being abused, they, say, and they said the craziest things. Like, there's people in robes and masks and candles, and they're doing these weird rituals. And then they would take them in the bathroom and flush them down the toilet. The, the kids, I mean. They would flush the kids down the toilet and they would go into this underground layer where they were, you know, abused or, or whatever happened to them. Right. And, um, you know, it got written off as the, these kids don't know what they're talking about. Someone's telling them to say this. They're lying. Uh, when the FBI just released papers that that building that they were talking about had secret, uh, secret tunnels leading from the bathroom Holy to shit. underground chambers. And the I'm talking the FBI now. This is legit. This shit is real. Right. And and it just seems like that it, it usually takes forty or fifty or sixty years for stuff to come out like that. But it that shit is real. It's it's
0: really happening. What's well, like uh, Jimmy Savile? Yeah. Jimmy Savile was Christ. this. Uh, he was a game show host for the BBC. He was a a kid's game show host, like a Mark Summers or Chuck Woolery kind of fellow. Jim will fix it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he did kids charity events. He did uh, marathons for, you know, like kid hospitals and all this stuff. And it turns out he was a pimp. He was procuring children for these elite members in the royal family and British uh, government, parliament. And he, like... He was knighted by, like, the royal family, Mm -hmm. like this fucking scumbag.
1: Um, Well, it turns out it looks like they're all scumbags. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the 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 stuff with, like, Epstein and Andrew. Prince
1: Andrew, did you see the photo? So, you know, Prince Andrew basically got disowned by the royal family. Well, yeah, because they had to. Well, did you see the photo of him immediately after that meeting with the queen? No. So he goes and has this meeting with the queen, and the queen basically says... Uh, you're not allowed to make public appearances with us anymore. You don't get the money because they get they get a shitload of money from the taxes. Oh, yeah. That's basically how that's how they live. And that's how they have all their nice things. And uh, there's a photo of him immediately after that meeting in his car. And I know it's a podcast, so you can't see my face. But look it up because he <laughs> he's in his car and he's like this. It's just absolutely it's wide absolute, <laughs> eyed, absolutely terrified. He looked like he just saw Ten ghosts,
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, not not too long after that, um, is it Prince Harry that's married to Meghan Markle? Yeah. So Prince Harry comes out and does this um, announcement that the, uh, he and Meghan are stepping out of the limelight, and I, I could be wrong in this, but I believe they announced they're moving to America.
0: Well, they they said they were going to move to Canada, uh, I believe, I- but.
1: There's oh, because th- they're they're still under the crown, so that right, th- right, right.
0: So there's there's a, a law in Canada, though. However, that says that no British sovereignty will live within its borders. Oh, because you know so they, they basically, too shrugged off European uh, uh, overlords. So back they the they basically have to renounce
1: their royalty.
0: They would have to. However, I feel that like somebody like Justin Trudeau, I feel like you could give him some sort of compensation, and he would look the other way. I, w-
1: I want to keep going on uh, on the Prince Harry thing, but speaking of Trudeau, uh, you know it came out not too long ago that he was uh, photographed in blackface right? three
0: times. Three that. times, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Trudeau loves to play dress up. Oh yeah, and there's photos of him. You know, he's wearing the uh, I don't know what you call it the in- the Indian garb. It's like the long sleeve shirt and the baggy pants. Mm-hmm. You know and He's he's seen sitting in lotus style with his hands together in prayer form, and there's all and so recently this just happened. He did some kind of benefit for um, some kind of uh, people in wheelchairs, basically just to make it simple, and he. He fucking got in a wheelchair, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and an electric one, by the way. Like, like there's a, there's a photograph of him sitting in a wheelchair. You can see the little joystick, and right next to him, there's this other guy who's in a you know a manual one. It's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? But um, Justin,
0: we need you to bond with them, like common folk.
1: <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Like, you know, if he ever had to do a uh, a speech in Scotland, that motherfucker would have a bagpipe and a kilt.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, Hillary Clinton uh, would change her accent depending oh, yeah. on the crowd. Like, like,
1: she was talking to the black crowd and she's like, y'all just don't know up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what she said, but it was obviously so fake.
0: I, uh, I like using the uh, hashtag Pander Express instead of Panda Express.
1: I must be on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the, back to the Prince Harry thing, he he gave a speech. I can't rem- uh, on camera, and this this wasn't it shouldn't be hard to find. It just happened maybe a, a couple of weeks ago. But he he didn't say it in these words, but it basically he said they killed my mom and they're not going to kill my wife. I wish I could remember exactly what he said. But because
0: Diana was not a, a member of the royal family. No,
1: no. And she, well, was, she
0: was the in-law. Well, and it, tur-
1: and it turns out that she might have been pregnant with a Muslim baby. Mm. Uh, because she, uh, at the end there, she was, I think his name was Doty. I This was one of the other
0: guys in the car with her, wasn't it?
1: Uh Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, his father, actually, is one of the biggest proponents of the theory that the royal family murdered uh, her. Which, um, she's, she even said before she died, Diana, I mean, she... Um, she told people that they were going to kill her. I, like, I don't think she called them lizard people. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: see it in her yeah. I know what she meant. <laughs> but she was afraid that she, she, um, I think she actually wrote it. I don't know if she said it or not, but, um, she basically said that they were, she was afraid that they were going to do something involving a car accident to kill her. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the, I was very young at the time, so I, I don't remember, but, um the ta- you know it was all over the tabloids for months and months and basically the narrative behind it was that we killed her the people killed diana yeah the paparazzi Be- the pa- the, because the paparazzi were chasing her so they went through a tunnel and that's how the car crash happened but um but yeah that uh, after listening to what harry said the other day I, I was like oh man he knows he knows what's up you know yeah. and uh is she american
0: diana no she's no 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 she-
1: uh, meghan markle
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, I don't know. If they'd kill her for being pregnant with a Muslim baby, I don't see why they wouldn't kill Meghan Markle for being brown and from America, yeah. you know? So, who knows, but... uh It's like
0: David Icke, he talked about some, uh, some of the uh, absurdist laws that are in Great Britain, and one of them is about... Uh, Reporting racism where you when you see it, Mm -hmm. you know, to alert authorities like you know, hey, you've got you know some malicious people here that are have a poisonous ideology. So he reported the royal family. (laughs) He said he said effectively, you can only rule not only if you're white, but you have to be from the same bloodline as well. Well, And that's that's another weird thing is that uh,
1: somewhere in history, the um, the royal bloodline switched over from actual. English or I don't know what the difference is between British and English but
0: uh, Great Britain would encapsulate England Wales and
1: Scotland so I guess it, it was the English bloodline anglo-saxon bloodline mm-hmm. switch it switched from being an English bloodline to a German bloodline because the the Queen is not uh, ethnically from England
0: no like that's like um who was it I think it was Queen Isabella from Spain uh-huh. was like related to the royal family at one point in time right, right. so was um, I want to say uh, Otto van Bismarck mm-hmm. from Germany like he was related mm-hmm. to them um, but yeah it's, it's the, these ancient bloodlines supposedly back in the day came up from like Mesopotamia mm-hmm. and into Europe,
1: Babylon—that's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and just ended up dominating the uh, European Peninsula, mm-hmm. and they're still in power today. It's insane. It is. So, how do you? What do you think about David Icke? Like, what do, what do
1: you think about him? Do you like, because because I like everything that he says, except when he talks about li- lizard people, which I <laughs> which I, is the
0: thing he's most famous right, for. Right, exactly,
1: and that's what. Oh, you mean that lizard
0: people guy? That's <laughs> funny. You
1: think they're shape shifting reptiles, but. So, and, yeah, but look at his
0: 911 stuff. Yeah, it, like, right. It, it's well, fucking well, compelling. All that,
1: just like Alex Jones with the gay frogs. Yeah. Everything else he says <laughs> is discounted because he talks about shape shifting reptilians. Well, and uh, to be fair, he did come out uh, on stage wearing a blue suit. That he, he it's like you know how um, uh, the God, why am I spacing on? You know the artist that that had the. You can see both sides of the... Picasso. Yeah. Picasso had his blue period. Mm-hmm. David Icke's blue period was where he wore the same blue like outfit for like a year and claimed to be the second coming of Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that is kind of a turn off. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, and the lizard people, I, everything he says rings true to me. So
0: mm-hmm. it I, I, I want the moon I, is fucking fascinating. Uh,
1: is he the one that says like the mo- the moon is like a hologram? graphic control mechanism or some shit like that?
0: He argues that it's a, um, it's like a hollowed-out planetoid that acts as an amplifier. Uh, he goes further to kind of what we were talking about with Saturn to saying that it's presumably amplifying messages from Saturn to Earth.
1: Okay, okay. Because I, I know there was some kind of, there was some... There... there there's so many... There's This is the problem. There's so many fucking directions in the fields of conspiracy that, like, contradict and overlap and go in all kinds of different fucking ways. But so, like, I think... I want to say that one theory I heard was that the moon is basically the, the mechanism for... Okay, so you know how they... David Icke always says that, like, they feed on our fear. Right. That the moon is, like, a mechanism to... Send the fear to Saturn or something like that. I don't know. It's I'm I'm deep in deep in the weeds when it comes to that kind of shit.
0: Well, if it's like a um, some sort of relay system, it would it would make sense, kind of like how signal flow would be, where like you're like there's a a circuitry involved, right? Mm. So like to close the circuit, it would make sense if. Just play devil's advocate. If there's signal coming from Saturn, hitting the moon, amplifying to Earth, Earth's signal ah, being yeah, picked yeah. back up from the moon, uh-huh. and sending back that, so way. it, would so be it a cyclical. Right, right, right.
1: And and th- that's where it gets confusing when you're like, okay, so if the moon and the Saturn and Earth are communicating, but the Earth is flat <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and space is fake. So it's like, wait, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's. Again, the thing I like about conspiracy th- uh, theories is that you, it keeps your mind sharp, right? Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're you're not just taking hardly anything with a grain of salt. You're taking it with like you're taking salt with like everything you digest, right? right? right. Um, so I think that it's um it's it's important to kind of put what I want to believe in the backseat to like what right. could be possible. Right. The, the number one argument against conspiracy,
1: conspiracy theorists, by the way, I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy enthusiast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause when you tell people you're into conspiracy, they're like, just be careful, man. You know, like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, think I, you're gonna, they think you're going to like shoot up a mall or something. Like fucking,
0: I had a, I had a, a date, uh, sometime within the past year. And, uh, she asked me, "Oh, so what are you into?" And I'm like, um, you know, "Like cartoons, <laughs> uh, music, and conspiracy theories. Those are like the big three. Mm. She's like, "Ooh, conspiracies. What are your favorite ones?" So I start off talking about some, you know, innocuous stuff. I'm like, "You know, like, oh, like you know, like JFK." 9-11 uh, the moon landing the big ones yeah yeah and I was like and also some far-fetched ones like you know Flat Earth Finding God Through Psilocybin Mushrooms <laughs> um, uh, Reptilian Overlords mm-hmm. Made of Light the Epstein Island stuff and Human Trafficking mm-hmm. and I go on this you know like 10 minute rant of like sounding like a madman yeah. about all the stuff I'm into and by the time I'm done I look at her and she's looking at me like I am insane <laughs> she's already gone <laughs> <laughs> she, she had it. She quickly was like, "I need to go pee," yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, my friend uh, has a crisis. I gotta help her out." I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's convenient." <laughs> no, Never that, heard
1: back from her. Yeah. Shocker. It's, it's funny because if you had, had accused her of making that up, she'd just call you a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like like you said, like the the. The number one argument against people who believe in this kind of stuff is um, – uh, oh, what do you call it? What do you call it whenever you believe something so you see, you see that? You want it to be true so it is true? Um, confirmation bias. There you go. Apparently, if I just talk about a word that I can't remember long enough, it will pop back <laughs> in my head. <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, I mean – and you do have to be careful with this stuff as far as like um, – Making assumptions, you know these. Oh, yeah. uh, if you assume, you know, and that's why I say I don't believe the Earth is flat, but I don't necessarily believe it's a globe either. I'm Earth shape agnostic for the most part, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the the whole problem. And it, it, what it really boils down to is the problem of science itself, the scientific. Because all these people say, uh, "Do you even science, bro?" You know, like uh science has proved that we landed on the moon and the Earth is a globe and stuff. And it's like, well. The first step to the scientific method is observation. Right. And so w- these space agencies, not just NASA, all the space agencies have uh, formed a, no- a monopoly on observation. <clears throat> and so, you know, I can't—I pr- can't—and they talk about Eratosthenes, eritos- er- is that his name? The two sticks and shadows in the well. It, Maybe. So, I know
0: I know that what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, so
1: basically this this guy from ancient Greece, they all say, oh, he, pl- he proved the Earth was round— three thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're telling me that a guy in ancient Greece oh what it was was at, at uh noon, he could look down a well and it was like he could see the reflection of the sun in the well or something. And there, well, there, there's was, there's a sh- no there was a
0: shadow he had a stick like miles a mm-hmm. and then like one locally then they one the and they measured the sh- uh, the shadow mm-hmm. and- Based on like, well, if the sun is ninety-three million miles away, then the world would have to be round. Right. The difference between the two shadows. Right. Interestingly enough, you can convert that experiment onto a flat plane Mm -hmm. because then you just say, well, the Earth is about three thousand miles away and about thirty-three miles across, and it'll give you the same effect. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, And that the the sun. I say the Earth. Yeah. 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 The sun. The sun uh, will be thirty-three miles across. And it's
1: like I'm. I'm sure it wasn't just as simple as that because just that simple story. You're like. Okay, so he was looking in two wells like miles, <laughs> <laughs> miles away from each other at the same time at noon. It's like he had phenomenal eyesight, <laughs> or he probably just had a buddy who he met up with later. It's yeah. like, Did you see it? And he's like, Yeah, I saw it. But uh, and, that, and that's another thing about the flat earth. The uh, like I, I follow all these flat earth accounts on Instagram, but I also follow anti flat earth. It's, Instagram accounts, you know, and that's one thing I try to, I try to be healthy about it. I try, you know, I don't just listen to one. I'm like, okay, well, what does this guy say? Right. And from what I can tell, uh, basically everything that proves that we live on a globe works on a flat model.
0: Yeah. It can convert. Right. Mathematics convert. Mm. So again, it comes down to like a, a faith based Argument because it's like, well, what do you want to believe in? What even, you, even Einstein argued that he's like, you can take a geocentric or a heliocentric mm-hmm. model, and mathematics will support your argument no matter which side you're on. Right. It's just it's all about your presuppositions. Right. I presuppose there is a God.
1: So the, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I do, but I'm saying right. Just for argument's if, sake, if I if I do, then you look at something like the Fibonacci sequence or the golden ratio, and you see say, say see proof. You know, right. It's, it's whereas an atheist designer would just be like, No, it's just aesthetically pleasing and mathematically sound to design right, right. this way. And um which to be clear, I'm not an atheist. I've never claimed atheism. I'm I'm and I think it's part of why I got into conspiracy in the first place is that I'm constantly challenging my beliefs. You right. Know? But that's one thing I've never been able to say, uh, there is no God and there or or at
0: least some kind of like there's something. There you know yeah. and well I've taken I've taken in my youth too many psilocybin mushrooms and had too many mm-hmm. profound divine experiences with psychedelics, like more so than like a congregation ever brought me before. Right. But you you look at some of these notions like the um like that that the argument for like well, it's all just happenstantial evolution and. Again, like we were talking earlier, these ideas came from a rogue sect in the Vatican mm-hmm. that were tied to sun worshiping, among mm-hmm. other things, like, you know, the spread of literacy. Well, uh, they uh, weren't about that when well, It comes
1: back to what we were saying about Kronos, Saturn worship, Helios is the sun god. Yeah. He's the guy who drove the chariot that pulled the sun across the sky every night. Uh, I, I meant to mention this earlier. <laughs> I follow all these flat earth accounts. and <laughs> Every now and then I'll see this meme. It'll be like a dad and his kid. And he's like pointing, he's like pointing a, a, up at the sun and sees like, see how the sun moves? That means we're going around it. You know, it's like, it's like, we're, it comes back to observation with the scientific method. From what we observe, the earth does not move. Right. From what we observe, everything moves around the earth. So it's like, well, I can't go into space and do an experiment. You know, I have to. I have to uh, externalize that power to an institution with the ability to do something like that. Right. Which is a huge logical fallacy. It's called the uh, appeal to authority
0: fallacy. You
1: can't say, oh, well, Neil deGrasse Tyson says such and such. So, I mean,
0: he's not lying. Neil deGrasse Tyson has an IMDB account. Yeah. (laughs) He's an actor. not saying he's not a doctor as well, but... I have more respect for him than I do say, like, Bill Nye, the science guy. Right, he's got
1: a bachelor's degree in engineering. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: and he's a failed stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. who got an acting job. Have you seen his stand-up? Yeah. It's so bad.
1: Yeah. It's so bad. Well,
0: speaking of him, and uh, going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago about um, kind of like a science becoming this dogmatic view where it's like, you know, do you even science, bro? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Like, like we science, and I see it a lot from uh, folks that are... um, Pretty avid uh, climate change uh, alarmists, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, you know, it's like a chief concern. And normally, whenever they come across somebody that's like, uh, "Oh, they're a climate change denier," like idiots. Yeah. Uh, they they never listen to what the arguments are. So a lot of scientists <coughs> I've come across, they're not denying climate change by any means. Mm. That would that means you would be denying that the earth. Like the the even climate
1: changes every year. Yeah, <laughs> four yeah, times. <laughs> precisely. So well, um, in, in Georgia, it changes daily. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like fucking 150 miles north of here, it's snowing, yeah. and like down here in the subtropics, it's, it's just like, like 75 degrees. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's in, just in, a lovely day. <laughs> but um, these are some guys. These are scientists. They're dissenters from the IPCC. So the IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Um, they're they're tied as well to the Bilderberg Group. Um, they're they're not a scientific panel. This is a governmental panel that the UN runs, right? And they they're where we get this notion of 98% or 90% of the world's top scientists all agree on this.
1: 97. Yeah,
0: yeah. 97% of climate change scientists
1: agree that climate change is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
0: So, like, people see this stuff and, of of course, like, most people, we live in headline culture, meme culture, so they're going to see something at face value and just be like, well, that's stupid. Who would deny, like, that we're doing damage to the Earth? So they're not talking about pollution. What they're specifically talking about is the idea of um kind of what the paris climate accord was trying to prepare people for which was a carbon tax mm. um for those who don't know with the paris climate accord is that it was establishing to have these carbon credits by 2030 wherein people like al gore and other people that bought in early and got carbon credits it didn't reduce pollution so like the two big countries that are responsible for a lot of the pacific pollution and air pollution China and India they actually wouldn't be stopping pollution they would be allowed to double their pollution and as long as they're paying money back to the IPCC over the next what 10 years was it yeah yeah and uh, a lot of this money they the European Union was already putting it on their citizens so you look at like Macron and France and why they're rioting people want to say the yellow vest started as like some socialist movement it 100% did not it started because they carbon taxed people in rural areas mm. they put a 70% carbon I tax I know that I never, I never understood what that whole movement yeah. was about so these populists and socialists they they came together because they're like yo fuck this shit they're trying to what is it Agenda 21 or yeah. something where they're bus people into metropolitan areas and keep them there so that way resources and land can come underneath like corporate fascism or right. governmental right. control. Um, but these particular scientists, they were members of the IPCC. And then left. They dissented after like over a decade's worth of reporting data. The first, you first got a big chunk of money for the IPCC during Margaret Thatcher's administration in the early 80s. The miners went on strike in Great Britain. and She didn't want to work with the Saudis and she didn't want coal. So she put a lot of money towards nuclear energy. Um, But more so, she wanted to look at green energy. And she wanted a way to demonize her opposition, which was... The fossil fuel industry so she put a lot of money like from taxpayers into research in this so a couple of these cats came out and they after years of working for the IPCC they said that they no longer agreed with it so just for those who think that like oh no credible scientists like would uh, would disagree with this because they see Bill Nye or Neil deGrasse mm-hmm. Tyson they're like well clearly like you know they're familiar they trust these people with, um just people that do disagree uh, and believe that it has to do with more with solar radiation uh, water pollution and air pollution and not targeting CO2 right. CO2 like it's how living things grow mm-hmm. it's not a pollutant mm-hmm. if we don't have CO2 our earth dies yeah. so then you'll have real climate change Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, And aside from that, like, we're, the Holocene period we're in, we're coming out of an ice age that was just a couple centuries ago. There's a long lag between, um, like, the, the water vapor, the oceans warming up, right, and it causing the rest of the planet to warm up. So, yeah, temperature and CO2 do go hand in hand as an inconvenient change states it does it's just that a lot of scientists now believe that it's actually co2 is the effect because it lags behind where solar radiation increases right so solar radiation is leaving it so some of these uh scientists that disagree professor tim ball the department of climatology the university of winnipeg professor Nir shaviv the institute of physics at the university of jerusalem Professor Ian Clark, paleoclimatologist, the Department of Earth Sciences at the University of Ottawa. Dr. Piers Corbin, who's a solar physicist, a climate forecaster, and founder of Weather Action. He used solar radiation models to accurately predict temperature change starting in the '90s up through now, wow. and was accurate every single time. He knew when, like to the month, when it would start uh, getting warmer, and depending on where um, the sun and Earth, the axis, or Radius, no matter what model you move or work with, he was able to be accurate with that. Um, Professor John Christie, he was the lead author of the IPCC. He descends now. Professor Philip Stott, the Department of Bioge- uh, Biogeography for the University of London. Professor Paul Ruder from the IPCC and the Pasteur Institute in Paris, uh, Professor Richard Lindzen of MIT and the IPCC, Patrick Moore, the co-founder of Greenpeace, denounces what they're doing. He says that Jesus. it's all just an anti-capitalist movement from um, this rogue political group that has a um, more or less a death wish fetish. Yes. Right. They they romanticize. Um, Uh, peasant life Mm -hmm. and they want to go back to that. They view that technocracy- is. they won't go back to that. No, they won't. (laughs) They want want other people to fall in line with it. Um, Dr. Roy Spencer, he was the Weather Satellite Team Leader of NASA that we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. Uh, Professor Patrick Michaels, the Department of Environmental Sciences at the University of Virginia. Uh, Professor Syun Ichi Akasofu, he's the director of the International Arctic Research Center. And he talked about how what we see with the, uh, the poles every year, it's normal. He said, and based on where we're at in the Holocene period and with solar radiation, that it's actually a good thing that we're seeing it. Because the last thing we want is to see the world covered in ice, because that means we can't have food. Right, Like a lot of animals will die, vegetation will die off. So, um, who's who's another guy? John Coleman. He's the meteorologist and the founder of the Weather Channel. I've seen the video of him. He right. talks about Al Gore being full of shit and says, being a, a, a an actor, more or less. Says the whole the whole climate
1: change uh, anti or you know climate activist movement is nothing but a racket. Yeah. To make money, which is exactly what it is. Like uh, you sent me that video on the Paris Accord. Yeah. All it is is money changing hands. Yeah. Nobody's stopping pollution. Nobody's cutting back on CO2. And like you said, I mean, if you really think about the whole movement philosophically is that if carbon is bad, that means that carbon, which we all learned in elementary school, plants consume carbon, put out oxygen, which we breathe in the oxygen. Put out carbon.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's cyclical for us and plants. So, so we
1: should be planting more trees. Should,
0: that's the problem. We should
1: be planting more trees, but in theory, more carbon means more plants, yeah. more bigger plants, healthier plants, more food. But it I, okay. So remember a few years ago. Um, well, still, still, really, um, you just pull any person off the street and point up into the sky and go, like, "Hey, you see those lines in the sky?
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: that normal? What is that?" And it's like, it's like, it's like everyone had a pre-programmed response. Oh, those are, uh, that's condensation from the back of the airplane. And yeah. like, yeah, but it stays there all day and just dissipates into the sky. Like, <laughs> uh, it's,
0: it's not moving with the jet. Yeah, it's like you
1: fucking conspiracy theorists. But, uh, and so just recently, um, Bill Gates, you know, was talking about how, oh, we could actually start spraying aluminum into the skies yeah. to block out the sun. Yeah. Oh, used that's barium aluminum. Yeah. And, and and what were the chemtrail uh, people saying years ago? They're spraying aluminum. They're spraying spraying barium. They're, they're spraying strontium. And nobody was really sure why. Are they trying to poison us? Are they trying to you know? No,
0: they're just fucking with the weather. Yeah, they're just
1: manipulating the weather. And if you told, uh, like, I mean, the, there's mainstream proof that they're doing it out there. It's just that most people don't see it. If you tell somebody that they control the weather, you sound like a fucking nut. Guy. <laughs> yeah, but there's a video on. Um, I want to say it was on the weather. Check. It was on. It was on a, from a mainstream source. And there's a video of this guy, and he's yelling over the sound of this machine that's playing in the background. Yeah,
0: I was talking about that on my last and podcast with Justin. It's a NASA tower,
1: yeah, in Mississippi and that makes clouds. It makes clouds, and then not ten minutes later, it starts raining. Yeah. And uh, back in, I think it was 2008 when they had the Olympics in China, mm-hmm. they were spraying. Um, I can't remember if it was if, if they were spraying particulate or if they they were using some kind of laser mechanism. They were they were putting shit in the sky to make sure it didn't rain over the entirety of the Olympics. Yeah. And uh, Michio Kaku, do you know who that is? Yeah. So Michio Kaku, he's a mainstream scientist, and uh, he he was went on a news show and said, "No, we can spray laser We can shoot lasers into the sky and make it rain or make it not rain or you know anything." And, uh, I mean, it's, it's out there. It's, it's, it's ha- And I think you guys actually mentioned, speaking of Bill Gates, I think you mentioned it on one of the previous episodes. There's a video of him talking about overpopulation. He says, right now we're at about 7 billion people, 7 billion people on the planet. And that's set to go up to about 9 billion in the next, like, 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. He says, if we do really well with vaccinations, uh, birth control, uh, then we can actually curb that by about 15%. Yeah, and genocide. Then, yeah, like wait wait, 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 wait. Okay, birth control. I get. If we do well with vaccinations, we can slow population growth. What the fuck are you trying to say to me right now? And and no, nobody, bat, nobody bats an eye. He made the computer.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. People don't. Uh, people don't want to think about people or institutions that they've trusted that have have lied to them. Right now, whenever you're like a normal day person. You're, you're used to, like, if you lie about stuff, people eventually are going to catch on and they're going to, like, be distrustful of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for some reason, when you get to an institutional or a celebrity level, it kind of goes out the door. Right. So, um, that's... Uh, I see currently with, like, what's going on with um, the uh, DNC and the Democratic uh, primaries, right? So... Surprise, surprise, the DNC's fucking around with Bernie Sanders again. They're trying to cheat him out of it. Now... He might be bending over for it a little bit. He, he, <laughs> he might be. Well, that, that was my argument um, uh, previously with people, because as we were talking earlier, I, I donated to Sanders' campaign in 2016. Mm. Like... Uh, Because I I, I fucking hate the Clintons. I I think they're despicable. I think they're tied with the Epstein stuff mm -hmm. and uh, drug cartels, human trafficking cartels. When you look at Laura Silsby in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She got caught with fucking kidnapping 40 children, Mm -hmm. trying to smuggle them across the border. Bill Clinton flies in personally to the country and manages to get it reduced to uh, improper travel with a visa some of these kids weren't even orphans man they were just missing the families hadn't seen the children like they're tied to it 26 trips he took on the epstein Mm -hmm. flight so back in 2016 most of the stuff is just whispers right you know what i mean but i mean i like whispers (laughs) (laughs) you know so um whenever sanders bowed to the dnc like, he was a populist. That's what I liked about seeing he and Trump in 2016 was that they were riling people up that they weren't about this establishment's politics that had been dominating since 1980. Like, they, they wanted something that was, you know, a, a, something that was different. And you saw that with both of them. They were both talking about uh, uh, banking cartels, mm-hmm. foreign cartels. They were talking about... Uh, uh, wealth inequality. So, like Sanders and Trump, actually in 2016, they had a lot in common. I think they agreed more than they disagreed on a lot. I, so. I, I think so too. Um, so, whenever Sanders bowed to uh, Clinton, he was like, "He's like, we must come together and defeat Donald Trump. He's the greatest threat to our democracy." And it's like, bro. I mean. Like we were talking earlier, I cannot convince anybody that President Trump's personality is a good personality. He's, right. he's a douchebag. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. I,
1: I get flagged for saying he's just not as bad as everybody says he is. No. And, I, like, I didn't vote for him. I probably won't vote for him, you know, this, this coming up uh, election. But
0: he's he's not as bad as everybody says he is. He, he's, he's not. this. The whole media... Was was pro Clinton? Like mm-hmm. it's it's the DNC. They used to have rap songs about him. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> idolized beforehand. Um, but I, um, you know, after I started really looking into it, like Sa- Sanders lost my vote mm-hmm. in in that moment. Um, and I would urge any of my uh, progressive friends that what they should be looking for. Is that if Sanders leaves the DNC, he might get my vote back because yeah. I think that the DNC is the same power structure, or rather, it has the same ideologies within it that it had back in the 19th and uh, early 20th century. So, to um, I, I think it's it's dangerous, and I think they—that's your Ku
1: Klux Klan, your uh, yeah,
0: Albert Pike and right. the KKK, American Indian genocide, mm-hmm. Jim Crow laws, all this. There was. Um, just to hammer it home, um, there's a thing called the Insurrection of Wilmington. It was in 1898 in Wilmington, North Carolina. So as, as preface for it, uh, Wilmington was about 55% black in 1898. Uh, it was a shining example of a city in the Reconstruction era in the South. Um, particularly is because... It, is this Black Wall Street? Uh, no, I don't think no, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it... Um, the um a lot of disenfranchised white people and uh, that were working class and a lot of black Republicans were tired of the Democrat oligarchs controlling so much mm. so, they, libertarians, populists, progressives, and black Republicans all came together to form the Fusion Coalition or the Fusion Party. And they took control of Wilmington. Mm-hmm. And they ousted uh, not only Democrats from the, uh, the city, but they started getting represented, uh, representation within uh, North Carolina's uh, uh, House of Representatives, right? So you had black Republicans in the South in 1898 that had power in the government. Um, there was also um, a black businesses thrived mm-hmm. in Wilmington during this time. You had the nation's only daily black newspaper. It was called the Daily Record and it was owned by a black man. Um, the uh, Democrats formed a, uh, in 1897 a white nationalist movement Sponsored by the DNC with the sole purpose of outing any fusion party member from their government. So, what they did is on election day in 1898 they had an army of 2,000 men. They were called the red shirts that took to the streets with machine guns and rifles and would not let people come to vote. They had a list of every registered black voter. They had a list of every registered white voter. They then, uh, as a preamble for that, they had a thing that forced every white person to register with this Democratic National Committee-sponsored group, the Red Shirts. If you didn't, then they were allowed to confiscate your weapons and possibly kick you out of the Wilmington area. Holy shit. So, on election day, the Democrats win, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they performed a coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. The day afterwards, they issue a statement with their attorneys, that the owner of this newspaper be ejected from town and that the printing press be dismantled, they then went further and this militia of 2,000 men went to the streets and black neighborhoods and murdered people. They murdered any elected officials that were there uh, in the black Republican Party and their families. They murdered any white libertarians that helped them. They murdered black business owners because they they may have taken uh, power of the local government government, but you still have black business owners in Wilmington, right? So what do they do? They go in and they murder them. They lynch them with an army of 2000 people sponsored by the DNC only 120 years ago, not that long ago at all. The mayor was still a fusion party leader. They got him the fuck out of town as well. The guy that came in, um, I want to say it was uh, Alfred uh, uh, Wallach or Wittick, something like that. He became the mayor of Wilmington and then started putting in all these Jim Crow laws and poll tax laws and literacy tests. He made it... um, where the banks, if you were a black citizen of Wilmington, you had the loan was principal or nothing. So you couldn't pay a mortgage in installments. If you want a house, you had to pay it it all cash. Everything up front. Holy shit. Wilmington didn't have black representation again, nor did most of North Carolina for another 90 years. What the fuck? Because the Democrats ran this fear campaign of anybody that dissented from them, they murdered them in the streets. The mayor said uh, before he uh, took uh, office in this coup d'etat that he would line the rivers of Cape Fear with Negro bodies, with Negro corpses. Jesus Christ. And, like, they maintained this—they this, uh, this they had a, a Declaration of Independence for white nationalism. All these ideas that they say nowadays come from the right side of the aisle, I think that's a misnomer completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This originated within the Democratic Party. They sponsored— this ransacking of Wilmington. It was like a a town that had 25,000 people in it in like 1898. That's a big city. And it was a prosperous city as well. But because these oligarchs had lost power, they then decided to make Wilmington an example for other cities in uh, North Carolina most of the DNC's power in North Carolina at that time was from the uh, uh, western more rural part of the state but you had a lot of uh, black Americans that lived on the coastlines in the uh, eastern part of the state so they want to start targeting Uh, Those particular areas, and they succeeded in it. The Wilmington Public Library would uh, then uh, have a habit of burying these records. They started also naming, literally burying them, like like in in the basements of the library, (laughs) putting them down in like the uh, archives. Jesus. Um, They started naming schools and parks and monuments after people that were involved in the Red Shirts movement that were part of the Democrats. Uh, of this white nationalist but movement, they're probably, still they're still in place in Wilmington not. today. They're not trying to take those statues down. Uh, no, no, you know, yeah, you don't hear any hubbub about that
1: shit. I've never heard any of this before <laughs> because they
0: don't talk about it right. because it makes the DNC look bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, my my thing, like the biggest threat we have to America, I don't feel is Bernie Sanders' um, pie in the sky notions of socialism, nor is it Donald Trump's rhetoric. I think the biggest threat we have to America is the DNC. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people on the left are starting to see this now and realize it because they witnessed it four years prior with the same guy. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing that, like, like Michael Bloomberg stepped into the race. Why? Because he paid money. He wanted to run yeah. and gave the DNC money. So they're like, okay, you can speak. Tulsi Gabbard didn't even get invited to sure. it. I fucking love Tulsi Gabbard. I think if if she got the nomination, I would vote for
1: Tulsi Gabbard. I think she'd win if she got it. She
0: kicks ass. Well, because
1: she's anti-war. She, well, she First of all, she served in the military, which... Yeah. When's the last time we had a, uh, a veteran president, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> that actually served. Right. Uh, she's anti-war. She, you know, which is, you know, what Trump was saying when he got elected was, you know, we need to bring all these soldiers home from all these meaningless wars. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, I think she'd win. Like... I think she'd win on her own ticket and even as Bernie's running mate, I, I think Bernie would win if she ran with him. Oh,
0: yeah. I think so, too. If they let him run. but um, I think that's that's the problem is that I think he knew that in 2016, if he did run independent, Trump would have gotten elected yeah. because it would have split the vote. Mm-hmm. However, because that didn't happen, that it's pushing off the inevitable. So I don't think that change that needs to come from the Democratic Party where, you know, Populism and progressives—they need to leave the DNC yeah. and they—they they need to pursue their own. And they don't need to necessarily bring the zany left and the establishment left with them, because that's kind of what is controlling the Demo- uh, Democratic National Committee nowadays. Is you know the fringe left and these establishment techn- technocratic billionaires right. that are involved in media to the highest degree. Um, and it's the, those technocratic billionaires are the ones who
1: are pushing all these. You know uh, all these socialist-type uh, ideas forward. You know, yeah. and it, it's it's really funny to me when you look at the, look at the people who are all about um, you know uh, wealth redistribution and you know uh, basically what you were talking about with Agenda 21. You know, like um, put put everybody in these big cities, and then all your peasants will you know farm all your resources or whatever. Uh, that. Holy shit, I just forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. God damn it. Uh, It was profound, nonetheless. Yeah, I was like, it just stopped. But but talking about the DNC, I mean, all you got to do is look look at Hillary Clinton. And not even to mention the pile of bodies that is behind her, you know. I think it's like 56 or 57 people that she knows personally or worked for her committed suicide. Yeah, or died under mysterious circumstances. Not even that. One quote does it for me from her. Somebody asked her um, who one of her role models were. And uh, she said Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger is the founder of Planned Parenthood.
0: Yeah, a eugenicist. Yeah, it was
1: quoted as saying that the uh, colored race—I'm paraphrasing—the colored race should be exterminated like weeds. And now, if you looked at if you look at the statistics from Planned Parenthood, now more black children are aborted every day than are born. Yeah. And so it's yeah, I mean they they still have the same philosophy behind it, you know, but it's just uh, they are better at hiding it now.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think it's because they've – they used to have both arms of the puppeteer, right? Mm -hmm. And then something happened with – whenever they did these – two things with Trump and Sanders – which in 2016 Which was they ignored Sanders mm-hmm. Right Even Vice Who rides Bernie's dick nowadays They didn't put out One fucking article Because I followed Vice Every day be Like oh I want to see if they're going to put out A Bernie article They didn't put out anything about Bernie In 2016 Why you might ask Clinton headquarters for New York Are right next door to Vice
1: Oh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised If, if there's uh, You know Stockholders in Vice Who worked for the DNC I wouldn't oh, be surprised yeah. at all
0: Oh yeah Absolutely I, I would not be shocked In mm-hmm. the slightest but whenever they tried to take down Trump's populist movement, they tried to smear him. And he's a, he's a fucking troll. And again, yeah. he's a douchebag. So he's used to like saying foul things. And if they throw dirt on him, you know, he's got a staff that's just like, hey, man, you should acknowledge it, apologize, and move the fuck on. Yeah,
1: he's definitely hilarious.
0: about uh, yeah. He's
1: really good. He's really good at take, And he comes up with all these nicknames for people, uh, was like Shifty Schiff or Crooked Hillary yeah. and stuff like that. He's, I mean, you got to respect the man for all the shit that he takes. And like, he, he'll dish it right fucking back. Yeah. Man. he's like, he's one of, and yeah, I'm sure he's got some fucking skeletons in his closet and no he's he kind of seems like an asshole and probably a narcissist. And he probably addicted to Adderall or something like that. But goddamn, he's not, you know, he doesn't have a trail of bodies leading behind him and he hasn't been accused of molesting children.
0: No. Know? Well, it's like the, the Epstein stuff, you know, they would, uh, I would see these news publications be like, you know, Trump's former friend. It's, but they wouldn't talk about all the other ties Epstein had. So supposedly two stories I've heard with Trump and Epstein is that he got invited to Little St. James and went because right. there is like a flight log with Trump on. I think it. there's one. Yeah. yeah. And the rumor is, is that when he got there, he saw what kind of orgy he was getting into. And mm. it was not like some supermodel orgy. It was like kids and teenagers. Right. And he fucking left. He then later, years ago, I think it was 2011, caught Jeffrey Epstein on his Mar-a-Lago property mm-hmm, abusing an 11-year-old girl, banned him from all of his properties. Mm-hmm. So when Epstein got arrested, I think it was 2014 or 2015, um, Trump was one of the the, f- f- the first time. He yeah, 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 yeah. Trump was one of the only folks out of this billionaire group that was like, oh no, I'll cooperate with you guys. I mm. fucking hate that guy. Yeah. I don't like Jeffrey Epstein at all. And he worked with the feds on them. Right. So I think it ties into the QAnon stuff where right. they more or less saw Trump as like, hey, this guy may be the kind of person we're looking for. Right. There's a database you can go to online. Um, I have a link. to. I'll send, I'll send you a link mm. later. Um it's, um it's like a Google Doc that has URLs and arrest records of every pedophile and child trafficker that's been arrested since like going back to the Bush years. Mm -hmm. So during the Bush years, it was something like around- Bush um, 1? Yeah. uh, No, Bush 2.0. Okay. okay. Uh, So George W. Bush uh, had arrested something like 1,500 in his eight years, uh, 1,500 pedophiles and sex traffickers. During uh, Obama's eight years of a presidency, uh, around 2,000 were arrested. In Trump's first two and a half years, he had 8,000 pedophiles and sex traffickers arrested. God damn. He had almost 12,000 women and children rescued from a life of bondage. Holy shit. And nobody talks about it. So
1: well, you know, I've, I've heard those... I've heard the, I've heard that information, but m- more as talking points, you know, what right. I mean? where I'm like, they're like, Trump's, you know, he's getting those pedophiles and he's locking them up. And he, he did, pa- he did pass that uh, legislation that made it to where if you were involved in human trafficking, that all of your assets were seized. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But it, you know, I would always hear that he's locking up these pedophiles. I'm like, okay, but I can't find the fucking information. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I can't find the source material that says, yeah, this many people locked up, you know, and here's the documents. But, uh, no,
0: yeah, yeah, send me that link. I'd like, to, I'd like to look at that. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, it's really fascinating. Um, and especially with like all the Epstein stuff t- ties to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and you know, so supposedly if he's a Mossad agent, he's in Israeli intelligence. Israeli intelligence and Chinese intelligence they're deeply rooted in Hollywood Mm -hmm. like I mean deeply rooted they're you know they're all in business together so it's not that shocking when you start seeing some of these celebrity names pop up on these Q drops and we're like like, hey, get ready because like there's some fucking big names there oh, are. and done. on the
1: flight logs, Epstein's flight logs. Yeah. Your Kevin Spacey and your Tom Hanks and yeah.
0: Oh, Chris Chris Tucker uh, is jo- on there. George Clooney. Yeah. Matt uh, Matt Graining, The Simpsons creator. Oh yeah, created. that's right. That's he's, right. he's on the flight logs. Bill Gates, Stephen Hawking. Ste- that, that's the
1: one that throws me for a loop. What the fuck was Stephen Hawking doing yeah, on that? Okay. It's,
0: it's, <laughs> maybe he just likes to watch. You know, that's that's his thing. You're doing so good. <laughs> that, that, that is so hot.
1: <laughs> yes. Are they um with the with the QAnon stuff, I, I still have it I still don't know how to feel about QAnon because um it you could you could look at it both ways. It, it could be a you know a, a portion of. Um, I think it's the NSA they say it is, but, um, mm-hmm. or, like, one or more. Like, it could be a group. It could be one person. They're saying all these – they put, they're putting out all these posts that um, – and and the people who follow Q have correlated it with Trump's tweets. And it's, like, something like 27 times where Q and Trump have posted, like, within one minute of each other yeah. or something like that. And there was, uh, there was one um, – there was one where somebody, you know, because Q, will, he'll post things, but then he'll actually talk to people on these boards. Right. And so one guy says, uh, Q, could you please um, tell Trump to, in order to verify this in my mind, could you ask Trump to say tip top or, uh, or tip top shape or something like that? And I think it, I think it was the next day he was at a rally and he says, we've got it in tip top. Tippy top shape, and then I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" So, you know, it's like I want to believe it's real. I want, I want to believe that there is this group within the government that's fighting against all this shit that we're talking about, all the, all the, you know, corruption and and just pure evil that's going on. Right. And but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, we're coming into four years, and it's like I don't know how much is really like changing as far as like. You know they're they're t- There's and it's weird, but between what Q actually says and what his followers talk about, because you know the anons, you know as they call them, mm-hmm. they uh, they interpret all these different drops, and they'll say, "Oh, Guantanamo Bay, Guantanamo Bay is open," uh, or like they, Guantanamo Bay had some kind of huge um, makeover, which is is true that did happen, and um, there was like a really long amount of time. Where these certain politicians like just stopped tweeting, or if they did tweet, they were like tweeting photos from like a year ago or something like that. Right. And so they're like, "Oh, Barack Obama is already in Guantanamo Bay," and I'm like, "I don't know about that, man." <laughs> and then and then they start getting really deep into like Project Looking Glass. That's a weird one. It's really weird because it's
0: like a like a stargate and a like a clairvoyant stargate of that
1: yeah well because uh, one of the things Q always says is future proves past now in my mind what that means is that um, because there are some Q drops that have been validated a year later or, or you know and you say oh that's what he was talking you know something will happen in the news and then you see all these accounts posting the you know screenshots of the Q drop that predicted that this was going to happen right <laughs> so in uh, that way I'm like okay yeah but you uh, And and then there's people who think that it's like a, um, I don't know what you would call it. It's to appease people, to, you know, keep them, keep them satiated, to make them feel like justice is being done while really it's just the same old dog and pony bullshit for the next four to eight years until they can get somebody else in who they know is just going to, you know, fuck them over like all the other ones do. (laughs) So it's like, I I don't know if it, but if it's a LARP, it's like a really good LARP. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's like a NASA level lark. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's insane, man.
0: I think uh, I I think it is healthy. I was discussing this with my buddy Justin that like, you know, to to have discussions about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because the 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 culture is changing. Yeah, like, and it's it's going to continue to change, and I think that we see this this push from mainstream culture that's trying to dictate how change is going to go right so whenever you start seeing dissenters from certain communities like the scientific community they're like no these i don't believe what you know our scientific masters tell us at all mm-hmm. like they think it's something else it, it it does give me hope in a way that i've try to keep my confirmation bias you know separate but to show that like hey like there's there still dissenters out there that are like trying to keep the conversation going and trying to make it to where we don't have a monopoly on narratives and monopoly on information and all this kind of stuff right um so i i I like that we're seeing that um nowadays kind of like permeating into mainstream consciousness where even like i've i've had friends that used to be like hardcore leftists and yeah. now they're like they're like Trump people.
1: I I used to be pretty hardcore leftist.
0: I think I think most artists and musicians we mm-hmm. we tend to gravitate we're, towards liberalism because we're you know we're open minded. We want other people to mm-hmm. express
1: themselves freely. Well, my dad he's a lifelong working class Democrat, you know so right. I was kind of raised with the idea that the Republicans are the capitalistic fat cats, you know, who just want to fuck you over. Right. And the Democrats were the, the the party of the people, the working, the working man party. And so I believed that for a long time, you know, and then, and then once you realize that it is just two hands attached to the same puppeteer, you know, and that, and that it's really easy to, it dis, I've been disillusioned since I was 18 with the entire process. I haven't, I voted once. I haven't voted since I was, you know, 11 years ago. Right. And it's, it's just, uh, but you're right. It is, it is coming more mainstream. It's like, Ten years ago, nobody knew what the Illuminati was, and now it's like a joke. You know, it's like you see a you see a rapper doing the triangle with his hands or the or the circle over their eyes, and it's like (laughs) Illuminati, Illuminati confirmed. And it's like it's just something you say to be funny now. Like nobody, and I don't think anybody who really digs into this conspiracy stuff really takes all that Illuminati stuff seriously because. The Illuminati was something from Bavaria in the
0: 1700s. Yeah, it was a council, right? Um, that like uh, the Jesuits were a part of. Mm-hmm. Some of these uh, European powers were a part of. So it was like these these banking cartels and these religious cartels that more or less got together and were like, "Hey, America poses a threat mm-hmm. to our global dominance." Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, America we sh- it shouldn't have existed. Like our country should not have existed. Mm-hmm. You know. A, like a, a quarter of the people that were living here took on the world's biggest military power yeah. and then the Brits were like fuck it you guys can have it yeah. <laughs> and, like it, it just you know it, it blossomed from there so even with all all of the, um, the flaws and evils that America has uh, perpetuated these have just been flaws and evils that the world has known right. and like over time our culture has because we're we're a, uh, not a homogenous culture, you know. We're all bastards mm-hmm. of the world, so we we have set the moral pace for everybody else, mm-hmm. like as far as like the world to kind of keep up with. So some of these older powers, like the Illuminati, like you still see them today in like the the Vatican mm-hmm. and uh, within uh, the Muslim world and the Arabian Peninsula mm-hmm. and within um, you know all all of these big hierarchical groups that they the goal seems to be world conquest mm. it seems to be domination of the planet you know and it's kind of like um, uh, argument I heard once for uh, folks in the European Union that didn't want to be in the European Union it's like we fought off the Nazis got rid of them then the communists came yeah. over and we got rid of them then the EU came over and took over all of Europe right and the the problem I have with the EU is that um, they do have elected officials, right, but the, the governmental body of it, if, you're, if you are a Italian citizen, you don't have any say so as far as what all the other countries in the European Union are contributing. Right. So you're voting for your country's elected officials, whilst at the same time, uh, all these other countries, like 10 plus countries, are putting their elected officials in. So your vote for your country is like minimized to like 10% or less as far as what goes on. Aside from that, you should never want somebody to just control that much land and keep going. That's imperialism, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I, I think that you look at like the Brexit movement and you see most people in London are like outraged by it because they think it's xenophobic. Right. To, Racist. Yeah, yeah. Bigot, yeah, yeah. To from. think of an idea <laughs> of like sovereignty. It's like, yo, these folks are saying that they don't want to be a part, like none of these countries got to vote to be a part of the European Union. They were dragged into it. Right. You know? Well, it's just like, we don't want any, a politician in Brazil to make,
1: you know, decisions about what's going on in Georgia or Florida. I think no. Yeah, yeah and, and it's and it's it's a one for one comparison, you know. Yeah. Is if they've made the American Union, and it was uh, all of North or North and South, or even just North America, I don't want the mayor of Mexico City to have any say in what I'm allowed to do or not to do.
0: No, I don't, I don't either. Because um, in our most recent election in 2018, right in Georgia. Uh, the the I, I vote for the Libertarian guy. Yeah. Of course, he did not win. Right. Um, <laughs> but in Georgia, the two big candidates were uh, Kemp and uh, Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was not going to vote for either one of them. But right. in particular, my my problem with Kemp was that it's usually the problem I have with folks on the right. It's the religious right. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Though, um, I mean, they're always so like, pro-Israel. Yeah, and
1: yeah. It's, it's I don't, I, don't, I don't I've never really understood that.
0: I think it's just one of those kinds of those things you take at face value, where they're like Holocaust Israel, Oh yeah, well. Also,
1: of- it's the Holy Land, and, yeah, and like I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it.
0: Uh, I, I think they uh, I think they just sort of fetishize the mm-hmm. holy the idea of the Holy Land. Which, if you think
1: that. of like the whole concept of like uh, Zionist, especially Zionist Americans, mm-hmm. um, it almost seems like. I'm sure there's a word for it. I don't know what it is. It almost seems like they're trying to force... What is talked about in Revelation to happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, like uh, the the holy war, the Doomsday prophecy. Yeah, like when the when the Doomsday clock gets closer to midnight, they get hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, well, like um, <laughs> you know the whole thing about the
1: the building of the third temple mm-hmm. is, and that's where the Antichrist is going to reveal himself, and you know, is going to take over the world and give everybody the mark that's, of the beast. That Obama's going to ratchet. But then, rash then
0: <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> but then, but that's when Jesus comes back and saves the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, okay, okay. Hang on. It's okay to think that eventually the world's going to end and that Jesus is going to come save the day, but you don't have to fucking force that to happen. Like a lot of people are going to (laughs) die.
0: Don't worry. It's for the greater good. How? The earth will still be here. We won't, you know, but back to the uh, Stacey Abrams thing, Uh, my, my problem I had with her, it had nothing to do with her policies or her talking points or anything like that. It was that she had so much money coming from Hollywood. What the fuck Uh, is California uh, doing donating money into our state's elected officials? And people didn't want to acknowledge that or even think about, well, yeah, why is Will Farrell going door to door in Georgia uh, canvassing for Stacey Abrams? Did he do that? Yeah. So there's Hollywood money involved behind her her uh, uh campaign i think that i would also argue that's why so much notice was given after she lost to be like like no no open it back up yeah it's not done it's not done right, it's because yeah. they have all these investors mm-hmm. from california because california is falling the fuck apart politically right like it it, it totally is that's a shame because anybody that's been to california it's one of the most beautiful states that we have in mm-hmm. the country gorgeous but you see like um like adam schiff mm-hmm. this fucking loser, like he fucking reads the transcript of Trump's phone call and lies about it and then says later that, oh, he was doing it in a parodic manner. It was just parody. It's like, well, that's funny because you read it like it was a truthful conversation and the news broadcast it as if...
1: And he was you, under oath when he read
0: it, right? That way, He entered it into the congressional record. So, like, this... And... I understand the impeachment thing is a sensitive topic for some people, and I'm not talking about the whole swath of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that this instance, this one particular politician, Adam Schiff, who spearheaded this whole thing, the whistleblower, it turns out he has ties with Adam Schiff mm-hmm. and his family. Like all of these dots are connected in some way. Well, and it, it it makes a little bit
1: more sense when you realize that Adam Schiff sits on the board of a company called the, or a, Foundation called the Little Kids Foundation <laughs> that uh <laughs>
0: that
1: they have something to do with promoting infant massage. What the fuck, man? I, I, man! I don't know. I don't. It, so when you tie when you tie the the QAnon stuff together with the PedoGate stuff with the Epstein stuff. With the impeachment, and you realize that all these people who are trying really, really hard to get Trump impeached also have tie- ties to these pedophiles, yeah, starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, it totally does. Um, I saw one, and granted, this I cannot prove this is true. So this is allegedly just something I came across in one of the uh, one of the QAnons that I follow. But uh, supposedly there was a California hotel where Schiff uh, was staying at. And uh, Anthony Bourdain was also staying there in the room next to him. Anthony Bourdain, you know, uh, one of the last tweets he put out was about that he had some dirt on the DNC and Clinton. Yes, uh-huh. And that he was ready to talk. He had some stories. And then he, quote-unquote, commits suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, same thing with— Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington, Mm -hmm. like they were involved in these charities that were against child trafficking. So they were in the know Mm -hmm. with these programs, helping people out. They also commit suicide by hanging. Um, So that makes me a little, uh, you know, I read read, read that too.
1: But like you said, I can't find
0: the, I can't find the source information. Well, how the thing that tied Schiff into it that I read was that at this hotel where, where was staying at in the next room was Schiff. The thing I read that was allegedly Adam Schiff was raping a boy, and the boy died, and then he flipped out because, you know, now he has a corpse that he has to deal with, Right? And supposedly Bourdain... Knew about it. Knew about it. Right.
1: Well, uh... There's I, I, honest, I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about in, the, in this realm of it, but there was something weird with his with Asia Argento, his wife. Yeah, she has some weird like kid stuff going on with her, but I'm not very well read on it.
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah, supposedly uh, she was also uh, targeting underage boys, mm-hmm. you know,
1: grooming or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the fo- the side by side photo of Chester Bennington and John Podesta? Yeah,
0: dude, that's isn't that creepy? <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> <laughs> really creepy. They look
1: exactly alike.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, uh, there is. Um, there's photos of John Podesta. There's one I came across. Um, it had something to do with one of the tweets. Trump put out that uh, it wasn't the kofefe, but it was another one of his like typos mm. and, uh, and Anon did like some digging and found a file online an image file that was named as the typo and it was a picture of John Podesta and another Democrat politician I've seen that. naked and covered in body paint at uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza I've seen that picture but I
1: didn't know that that was how they found it yeah that is insane yeah
0: there was um the photo of the head of a uh, what's her name, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, mm-hmm. yeah, Epstein's handler mm-hmm. or whatnot or lover or whatever. Um, the her after Epstein uh, pictures of her at the In and Out Burger reading a book, right in like the daytime, middle of the day, and she was reading a book about um, life and death of CIA. Agents, yeah, 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 like. yeah. Um, you know CIA agents and uh, you know killing them or like uh, what do they call it? like a body swap or mm-hmm. some some esoteric book. Well, it turns out that in the image somebody had in the metadata, they had some stuff hidden in the metadata for these images of Jelaine Maxwell that led down another rabbit hole to uh, files the, I think it was the New York Post, maybe it was the New York Times, that had received and had slept on that was in regards to like uh, intelligence agencies working with Epstein.
1: Man. Uh, honestly, I think when like whenever, whenever we finally hear the real truth about all this stuff, like this is the kind of stuff that could like crash economies. Oh yeah, you know that could like destroy whole countries. Uh, so you mentioned CAFEFE. Have you heard about the CAFEFE Act? What, what's come out about Kafefe? Mm, please. Okay, so ev- everybody knows about the um, tweet that uh, I think mo- a lot of people thought he was trying to say coverage or coffee or right, something, yeah. something like that. C O V F E F E, Kofefe. And it was a huge joke for weeks about Trump. Well, it turns out that that's actually an Arabic word for I will stand up. Ah. When that tweet came out, there were uh, engineers or programmers or or something at Google who actually. Zach Voorhees stuff. Yeah, yeah, who went in and changed online dictionaries and removed the word Kofefe from dictionaries. So that gave the media a green light to make fun of him. I mean, that's proof right there. That, I mean, if nothing else, that corporations are complicit in trying to get him out of office.
0: Right, right. I've seen stuff that are, um, they're Snopes articles. And, you know, people tend to give Snopes a little more credit than I, I think they should because it then you're, you're, You're taking the authority from the news and then you're putting it into Snopes and Mm -hmm. their sponsors, they're they're, they're one, the same. You know what I mean? So like George Soros will give money to uh, uh, Media Matters and Mm. he'll also give it to Snopes as well. So there is an article that came out about something that like Trump had said that somebody online had like refuted like, something similar to Kevfefe, where it's like, actually, there's more stuff here than what just meets the eye. And then Snopes changes it around to, it's mostly false. Yeah. Yeah, well, you see, Instagram's
1: done that now, too. They've started... Uh Automatically fact-checking certain posts. Yeah, you know, you'll see a post and it'll say "See why fact-checkers say this is wrong," and then you click to see why it's wrong, and then you read the article, and it's just word salad saying that it's well, it's not actually wrong. It's just kind, you know, parts of it are wrong. You know, they it's implying that climate change is like a hoax, or you know, right? And it's so it's it's so obvious what they're doing. You know, it just it it just i guess the theme of the episode is like it all just disenfranchises you more it's it's easy to become disillusioned with the whole process and like why you know it's very easy to say well if that's fake what else is fake you know what are what else are you lying about yeah what else can i trust man i just look at the time (laughs) i gotta i gotta roll (laughs) out i did
0: Uh, that's cool man dude thank you so much for doing this yeah this this is great
1: dude thank you yeah I think you've ended every episode with a high
0: five so far. So. I, might, I might have. I think I might have ended the last one with, like, we made out or something, that just seemed awkward and weird. How long have we been going? Uh, about two hours and ten minutes or something. Fuck yeah,
1: dude. I can do it all night. I'm surprised. I'm honestly, I'm surprised that we went on that long. It yeah. seems like half an hour.
0: Yeah. I'd like. Well, in the future, um, Samson and I talked about, uh, we want to get like kind of like a, a panel as like yeah. a thought experiment where we can debate... Uh, just different ideas and stuff like, like flat earth yeah, like and yeah. politics. So whenever we do that, I definitely want to get you involved on, definitely, that, on definitely. the panel.
1: Next time I, I definitely like to, uh, dig into like, we should like pick a topic and dig in on that. Sure. Here. Like do whatever you want, man. Cause today I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just like, you know, free, free ball about like, 9 11, a flat earth, you know? Yeah. But, uh, man, there's so much other stuff we could have gone into. I wanted to get into, um, I don't know if you've looked into it, like, uh, the mud flood thing or Tartaria. Have oh, you ever got into that at all? Oh, uh, you're talking
0: about the one massive flood from a comet impact? Well,
1: no, you're talking about the, the Randall Carlson right, stuff, right. which is amazing. I, lo- I love all his work and Graham Hancock. But, so there, it, I haven't dug into it a whole bunch so I can't really talk about it a lot. But, so there's the, there's this idea that there is a, um, there was a lost civilization called Tartaria who all had like this advanced like uh, electric technology that there was a but there w- but it's all been destroyed supposedly in a worldwide what they call a mud flood mm-hmm. so you'll see pictures of these buildings where their front door uh, like the, these buildings do have to get excavated to, for like um remodeling and stuff right and when they go to dig out the dirt from around the building they realize the building goes down like another 20 feet holy shit but below street level and they're you know and they'll find older doors well you know you, you hear about like New York and London being built on top of older versions of itself yeah well apparently that's, that you can find evidence of that worldwide it's a very interesting topic I haven't really dug into it yet but oh, yeah I'll
0: look, I'll look into that, that way I'm yeah. a little prepared for time. <laughs> uh, fucking A hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah thanks for having me man. Yeah. thanks again Ted any